graphic nature of this program, listener discretion is advised. The only connection between your unquestionable intelligence and the sickness destroying your family is that everyone in your family, you included, use intelligence to justify sickness. You seem to alternate between viewing your own mind as an unstoppable force and as an inescapable curse. And I think it's because the only truly unapproachable concept for you is that it's your mind within your control. You chose to come here, you chose to talk, to belittle my vocation, just as you chose to become a pickle. You are the master of your universe, and yet you are dripping with rat blood and feces, your enormous mind literally vegetating by your own hand. I have no doubt that you would be bored senseless by therapy, the same way I'm bored when I brush my teeth and wipe my ass. Because the thing about repairing, maintaining, and cleaning is, it's not an adventure. There's no way to do it so wrong you might die. It's just work. And the bottom line is, some people are okay going to work, and some people, well, some people would rather die. Each of us gets to choose. It's just a coincidence that you were talking about the Jack and Triumph show, and I'm here. Thank you so much for having me on your podcast. Hey, man, this is Kevin Smith. Guy makes all those unlistenable podcasts over at Smodcast.com, and you're listening to the Two Strangers, One Podcast. This is podcasting. You're listening to Two Strangers, One Podcast. Subscribe to us on iTunes or on the Stitcher app for Android devices. Please visit twostrangersonepodcast.net. Now, here's Chris Cologne and Paul Pasquillo. Well, hello and welcome to Two Strangers, One Podcast. I'm Chris. I'm Paul. And Paul, time repeats itself. Once again, we're late for another episode. That's nothing new. Nope. Once again, something that I've mentioned last episode, I am unemployed yet again. That's like if you if you follow the like the history of this podcast, like I I started this podcast, I was unemployed after I got fired from Radio Shack. Then I worked for Rite Aid for a couple of years, and then got fired from there. Mm-hmm. Then I was working for a place. Like I finally, I can finally say the name now because uh, Oscar hasn't written any letters to us. Or should I say the name? I don't know. Maybe I'll go back there, but I don't think they're going to hire me again. But I was working at a place called Conserve, which basically handled like board of education contracts. Hmm. And well, no, excuse me, no, uh, board of education defaulted student loans and my job i had to get federal clearance for this and it's not like that's like a hidden secret because anybody who kind of knows about um student loans and stuff like that uh they know conserve because one one day i went actually went out to a bar this was a while back and uh i was i met a girl that actually worked at brian stratton college well two girls that worked at brian stratton and they actually worked in the finance department yeah and and it was like one of their birthdays or whatever and i mean i hope i'm not blowing up anybody's spot or whatever anything like that but they both hated the school. But she's like, oh, you work for Conserve? I do with you guys all the time. Because we used to do, where you would call somebody up and say, hey, you have a default student loan. You owe $30,000 that you haven't paid a penny for in the past fucking 10 years. Um, you know, well, we would set people up for... It's kind of funny because my brother works there. but yeah. Oh, okay. But uh, we'll, we'll keep that for the... Uh, but yeah, so uh, I used to work, I, I worked at a place called Conserve where, once again, we got Board of Education contracts. And once again, here, as much as this show is anti-Trump, now here's where it be, dealing with Donald Trump actually hit me in right in the fucking pocket because there has been no new contract since Donald Trump has taken office. Really? The the Board of Education is scared and as a matter of fact, you know, there's a there is a very real possibility that if if Donald Trump had his way, there'd be no more Department of Education anyway. So right oh, now right. so right. right now the department that's why they put Betsy DeVos in in charge because she's like 
her father was like a contributor to the Trump campaign. They kind of threw her just to kind of be a, a figurehead because... Yeah, she was the first... I, I don't know if it's the first time, but it's one of the few times that the vice president has had to cast a vote to get something passed. So it's so there's a possibility that if, if Trump gets his way, on top of all the other crazy shit that's going on in the world, the Department of Education will go away. Well, that being said, they haven't renewed any contracts. And every like month they would have they would have like a fucking company wide meeting about oh you know uh, don't worry this and this and that and we got a billion con we, you know we got a billion names in our contract right now just keep working them well there was no influx of new of new uh, business right. so you know I've been working with people who've been with the company for ten years five years and there was always new business right up until fucking Trump took office right. and, or towards the end of Obama's because everyone was scared about Trump. So uh, there was no new business. So, you know, business was drying up, you know, and imagine, uh, you know, a job like that is very competitive. A lot of people are very, uh, they're like sharks, you know, they're big businessmen, like a salesman. And a lot of people were very, uh, so all like the better accounts were kind of already being dealt with. And it was a lot of protocol, like you couldn't deal with someone else's account, like if they were on it in the past two days or all this other shit. So as much as, you know, we talk about Trump and how we hate Trump. Trump was directly affecting my pocket because um, it, our the contracts had dried up and it was really hard for me to make money and hit hit commission because um, we weren't getting you know all these people that have been doing great some people been doing good for the past five six years under Obama mind you doing great and then Donald Trump comes in and everything dries up so I lost my job there now part of me losing my job is they transferred me to another department to the IRS department. And they had me where I had to come in every day at 8 o'clock. Well, my daughter started going to Girl Scouts this summer. Uh, you know, she's six years old, and so she could finally go to camp. And I was trying my best to get her to the bus stop and then get to work. And, the you know, the company itself has this great fucking, you know, oh, employees are number one, and they're the best, and they're our number one commodity, and the number one uh, uh, prior, our customer, our, our employees are our number one priority. So I said, look, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm an employee, and I'm having a little trouble because I'm dropping my daughter off at the bus stop, and uh, I'm across town, and I'm trying to get across town, and, you know, I, I'm going to have trouble. I'm going to be getting here about 8, 10 every day. Oh, well, look into it, look into it. Well, I guess I eventually got to the point where, um, you know, that I guess their limit, and they fired me. And, of course, a lot of people would say, well, where's the mother? Well, the mother picked up. The mother was responsible for picking up the daughter, or, you know, the mother's man. And I'm not going to get into I'm not talking about the mom. We're not, I'm not going there. But so the mom would take care of the afternoon. I took care of the mornings. And, um, Does that mean I can't talk about your mom? <laughs> no, no. I, look, uh, the way <laughs> things are going recently, I'm not talking about my baby mama. Uh, yeah, okay. Yeah. All right. You know, just to, just to, I have some choice in, words. In the, we'll, in, we'll leave that off the podcast. In the, in the, in the, in the, uh, positive for for peace and 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 positive energy. I'm not going to discuss about it. I'm actually uh, all right. So, but long story short, she handled the afternoons. I handled the mornings, and um and so things just didn't work out. I was upset because I was under the impression that they were going to sort of uh, basically let me get away with being late. And then, and mind you. They it because they switched me to a new department. Then I had to be an eight o'clock. The other when I had when I was part of the board of ed contract, I could come in at eight thirty or nine or nine thirty or ten. They automatically stuck me in the IRS contract because my numbers weren't that great. So once again, fucking Donald Trump cost me my job. 
first first he cost me for making money, then he cost me my job. So uh, I know it's a long way to I know it's a long uh, way to weave and I know I'm fucking guilty in the situation, but Donald Trump cost me my fucking job. Fuck fuck him. So um and then what scared the shit out of me is I've been unemployed for about a month now. And uh, so that first week kind of doesn't count or there was because it was still my old claim from last year when I got fired from Rite Aid. So um, this woman called me up asking me a million fucking questions about it. And I don't want to get into it, but I'm kind of worried that I don't think I'm even going to get unemployment right now. Which so, is stupid. So for the past three, three weeks, I mean, I've been living on fucking pennies doing well, what I can. But, you know, I, I, I think what, what probably happens... And I could be wrong about this. Is that they, if you've done like unemployment a lot, they get very strict about it. Mm-hmm. So that that's why they might be doing that to you. But that just means that just encourages you to get a job even more. Yeah, you know? yeah. So I'm, you know, and the whole thing is I was holding off on really looking for a job because I wanted to wait for my daughter to finish camp, and then and then right right after camp, her birthday just passed. So. Um, Situations changed a little bit. Yeah, we and can't so, talk about it, but the situation. Has yeah, changed. It, I mean things have changed, and and so I'm sort of you know I'm like I'm, I I don't want to start hardcore looking for a job because what makes it makes no sense if I'm gonna you know if I can't make it or whatever the case may be. So um so just for the for the record, just updating everyone on where my life has been because I kind of I got fired like two episodes ago, but I didn't want to discuss the last episode. We might as well talk about it now. So that's what's going on with that. You're not the only one. Uh, yeah. So. I don't know. Did you want to get into your story now? While they were, uh, the first, I can uh, get into it just a little bit. Um, I have to put my lawyer cap on because I can't, <laughs> I can't say too much. Um, what I can say is I filed back in like mid July mm-hmm. for uh, modification of visitation, which is you get summoned to my the my my son's mother gets summoned to court, mm-hmm. and we have to talk about the visitation. There's two reasons I'm doing it. Well, number one, I'm doing it because it needs to be updated, and the current one that we have that's legal, mm-hmm. a legal one that got, went through the court, is no longer, it's no, it's basically, it doesn't cover anything, because it was like Tuesday and Thursday from sometime to sometime, then Friday, Saturday, whatever. Um, obviously, my son's 11 years old. I want to be able to see him whenever. Mm-hmm. Um, not like whenever, but like, you know, if, I, if I'm supposed to see him on the weekends, I want to be able to see him on the weekends. Mm-hmm. You know, if I'm, if I'm, um, if, you know, it's the vacation, like he has a week off, I'd like to see him on this vacation. But the problem, it's come to a point, and again, I'm not going to go too far into it, but where I have to pretty much, and this is the second thing, get all of it in writing. So if the other party is stupid about me getting my son or all of a sudden decides to change their mind and go, no, 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 I didn't say that, I don't agree to that, instead of me, so that way I don't have a cop in my face or calling me 50 times, mm-hmm. you know, I want it all in black and white. I'm I'm sick and tired of it. I'm done with it. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I'm kind of hoping that it won't go like 50 hearings. I'm hoping that it will resolve itself fairly quickly. Um, I would hope that she would want to just resolve it very quickly. I don't know if she's going to do that, mm-hmm. but it is what it is. And it's and like you guys are having trouble seeing eye to eye when it comes to because usually the judge goes with if both parents come to the same agreement, then the judge just goes I'll support whatever. But I guess well, I mean, I mean, here, here's the thing. So, modification of visitation basically is just talking about visitation. We're not talking about custody. We're not talking about um, what's the other thing. We're not talking about um, child support. That's a whole different thing. Mm-hmm. This is modification of visitation, meaning I need to modify my visitation mm-hmm. to get it so that way I can see my son. Because there shouldn't be like you know, oh, I don't like you know. It, it's come to a point where it's like. 
how do I put this without You shouldn't have to chase anybody down to see your kid. It's right. Like, it shouldn't Basically. Have, it shouldn't have to be for, like I'm, I'm not going to say what pope, I, you know? Okay, so I'm not going to go too much farther into this, but just, let me just I mean, say it this just way. For the record, that's just what I'm saying. It's right, let me, let me just say it for the record for this. Um, basically, it's come to a point where I have to kind of just, because of reasons that she doesn't want me to see my kid. And by the way, I don't beat my kid. I don't do anything to my kid. I, nothing's happened with me or in my care of my parents or Kelsia. Nothing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, because of what she thinks because of what she doesn't like, likes or doesn't like, and I know I'm, I'm beating around the bush here, but that's how I have to do this kind of stuff, unfortunately, when we record a podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to protect myself. And I also have to protect my son because, you know, my son sits there and thinks he's going to be with me for a week. It should be a week. It shouldn't be like all of a sudden, you know, now he's back at his mom's house for no reason. You know what I mean? Oh, okay. So... Um, that's where that's at. And I'll let you know because I have it next Thursday. I have my, yeah, my hearing. I don't even, you know, I, I don't know if she'll show up. I don't know if, I haven't had CPS show up since she got served. Mm. And it, it was on Tuesday that she got served and it's Friday. I haven't had CPS show up. I haven't had, uh, any summons to court for me. But there again, if there was a summons to court for me. Well, no, if you, if you set it up, you know, you, you, that when they gave you the papers to serve her, that means you already got it. Like, right. And, and, and it's one of those deals where it's like, um, the family court knows they deal with people that have an agenda and people that are playing games and people that right, are right. people that are for the you know and you know, look, you're over eighteen but you're acting look, like a fucking child. And, I'm gonna you know, be honest. I'm gonna be honest. And even if my like my ex were to watch this, I would say to her, look, I'm not I'm not sitting here trying to play games. What I want is is one thing simple to see my kid. Mm-hmm. But I don't want what I don't want is I don't want restrictions. I don't want like okay, yes, I said you could see him to this, but you know what? I changed my mind. No, 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 no. I want, I have him from Friday to Sunday at these certain times, and then I drop him off at, say, um, the 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 other kid's father's house or something, mm-hmm. you know? And then that way I don't have to deal with her. She doesn't have to deal with me. We're all good. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, there's no problems here. Then he can still see his grandparents. Then, he, then you know, we're all happy. Nobody has to get nobody has to get dragged through the mud here. Yeah, you know that's what I don't like is when people sit there and they're like, "Well, I'm going to drag him through the mud." No, I did not. I'm not. I'm not sitting here trying to drag anybody through the mud. I want to. I want to be able to see my son, and I don't want any restrictions on it. By the way, we have joint custody, so yeah. you know. Well, that's another reason why I don't need to take it for custody because we have joint custody. Yeah, and it's it's sort of weird. Like in the same situation, like you would think that in a situation like both of us are both that situation where our kids with us. Our kids, when they when they are with us, less than half the week or whatever the case may be. But you would think at the very least it gets the kid out of the house. I mean, I don't get me wrong. I love my daughter with all my heart. She can be in handful. So you would think just just for the sake of hey, here's a babysitter. And you mean you know whatever if she's playing games, saying that she feels the kid is not safe, which obviously is fucking bullshit. But that's you know none of my business. But you know the fact that it's sort of like you know it's like it's a babysitter. You know what I'm saying like if, like if I had a kid like for people who for people who have their kids all the time. And someone said, hey, look, here's a loving household your kid can go to two days out of the week. <laughs> they would jump on it. <laughs> you know, just like, I, I don't understand. You know, it's you like know, a free so, babysitter for, for So basically that's going to be a fun story to tell. Go hopefully, some adult things, you know? You know, hopefully, you know, it gets settled mm-hmm. on Thursday. I, I, I hope to just settle it because I'm not, I'm not looking to, you know, I'm, I'm just, I'm looking to just see my son. Mm-hmm. You know, there shouldn't be any problem with that. And if it becomes a problem, you know, like if she, if this like goes on for two or three hearings, 
you know, it, it's not going to go well for her. And I'm going to tell you that right now. I mean, yeah. Chris heard something tonight that he he doesn't that we really can't talk about. But mm. after hearing that, like when I play that in court, the judge is going to look at her and be like, "Yeah, yeah. they know they know they do they got to do with pe- they do with people all the time that are grown yeah. ups that are acting like children." And again, I'm not I'm not trying to drag people like, and it's part of, it's part of who I am as a parent. Like I don't want my son to see me like drag his mother through court and be a excuse my language prick mm-hmm. to her. That's not my intention. My intention is to see my son. Yeah. You know, whatever she does, she does. I don't care. You know, I don't care what's going on in whatever situation she's in. Mm-hmm. Do what you got to do. I don't care. Like, I just want to see my son. That's it. That's all I care about. You know, and I think I've I think I've done that in a way that you know I'm not going to get in trouble for anything. But you know, it, it is what it is. You know, like we have to. Unfortunately, as fathers that aren't with the mothers of our kid, mm-hmm. we have to go through these situations, and it sucks. Because, you know, especially when it's stupid reasons that we're not getting to see our kid. And, you know, it, it just really sucks that, you know, not only do we have to go through it, but our son, in your case, daughter, yeah. have to go yeah, through that. Because you know what it is, is, is you're dealing with someone who's emotional. And I hate to sound, I hate to sound like sexist or whatever, but, you know, men, men's mind work with logic. <laughs> women's minds work with emotion. Yeah, yeah. And it's sort of like, you know, and you, you give the, the court gives both people equal power. And you know, and then the emotional person is obviously going to make worse decisions because the logical person. Well, so, sometimes you know, people, so sometimes people think, like for example, there's joint custody and then there's joint custody with custodial rights. Some people think that if somebody has custodial rights, that means that they're the one that makes all the decisions and they can say, well, no, you can't see your kid or you can't see your kid. This is an example. You, no, no, no. Custodial rights means that they live with you the majority of the time. Yeah. So they want you to be able to make those decisions like put them in a new school, like get them all set for that or new insurance or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, that's your that's your responsibility, mm-hmm. you know. But, but here's not, the, here's it still the has problem. to be discussed with the first, with the other parent, right? But so the non custodial parent, but yeah, to be they're supposed to brought in that on that. That's their responsibility, but the other parent must be advised before that happens. Mm-hmm. Like, she, like for example, we have in ours, and I, you know, again, I'm not going to go too far into it, but let's say like she wanted to go to California mm-hmm. and live there, she has to talk to me, and I have to give her the okay. If she was just to go to California, for example, mm-hmm. and didn't tell me and just took my kid and the other two boys with her obviously i don't have custody of the two boys they're not mine mm-hmm. but my son is there and i'm gonna fight tooth and nail to get him back here yeah and you know the court tries to be civil and tries not to do anything but in that case they would sit there and be like no you can't like you have to live here or you need to figure something out because there's no way that you can just take your kid and go that's a violation of what's in place yeah you know so basically i'm hoping that yeah this is a little dirty i don't know why um, <laughs> sorry, it's bothering me. I'm like, whatever. I'm trying not to rub this because Chris will fucking kill me. But um, yeah, I mean, I'm just, you know, I'm looking to try to just get this out of the way because I have, I don't have a bad life, you know. I'm not. Oh, here we go again. Bald cat. He's yeah. A <laughs> I mean, I don't have a bad life. There's no problems. Me and Kelsey have a really good life, you know, and we're just. It's 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 typical baby mama drama shit, you know. what I'm saying, and you know, and why is it, you know, why, you know, you know, it's kind of kind of funny. You mentioned her with the other kids, you know, you know, the same baby mamas. They got different kids from different men. They like fucking causing problems. They like, you know, it's a, you know, because there's there, there's this fucking emotional, uh, you know. And once again, I, it's going to sound real sexist when I say shit like that, but you know, uh, you're putting you're putting two brains, you're putting two people on the same fucking equal equal footing but one works with emotions and one works with logic 
and then you know the, you're gonna give the person with the person who works off emotions power. Are you fucking that? That's, that's we're gonna have a fucking problem. But you know, and it's right. you know, and, and, again, and, it's and, from years of it's from generations of men before us who treated their wives like shit. That now that we get that we get our swing at the fucking back. There, there is countless stories that my father used to tell me about how uh, she like my brother's mother because we have different mothers. Mm-hmm. How they how he had to get my to see his other to see my other brothers. Mm-hmm. And the uh, situation that happened there, and it and it just it just you know for me I'm like I, you know I try to tell my dad I'm like first of all this isn't your time second of all I don't know any officers I don't know anybody yeah like, it's, it's know, a different yeah this is a post like, like after O J Simpson and, and, you know with his bullshit and, the and rest get, of us are fucked you know? and don't get me wrong like I, I I love my father but sometimes I'm like dad I'm like you don't understand like New York State unless like literally, and this is this is a, and it's not just New York State; it's everywhere. But, um, you know, unless my kid was bleeding on the ground, CPS will not do anything. Yeah, yeah you know, and that's that's the problem. Like, and the funny thing is, is I've never called CPS on my on my ex before. I haven't done that. She's called CPS on me once, mm-hmm. um, but she's never called C. I've never called CPS on her. That's the funny part. Mm-hmm. And CPS has been called on her. I'm not going to say how many times, and I'm not going to say for I don't I. To be honest with you, I don't even know what the reasons are. I would love to know. But what you they weren't were. making a call. Though. No, I wasn't. That's the funny part. And I'm like, what? I'm like, what? What? I, because like then you're you're sitting there going, as a parent, you're like, what the fuck is going on? Like, why yeah, is going my, on in that why is my why is there a CPS investigation? Why? Mm-hmm. You know. But then I'm the bad parent that doesn't get CPS called on them. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. it, it's it's. It's just weird, and I think we've gone a little too far with this. I don't, I don't want to go any farther because you know I don't want to get in trouble or whatever. And I think I've kept it clean. I'm sure people that will listen back to this will be like, yeah, yeah, Paul, you kept it clean. Well, I mean, it's just, it's sort of you know, listeners of the podcast will just both know that that you know we've just had a so long. So both of us have stupid situations. We're both, we're both, you know, dealing with the quote unquote baby daddy drama or whatever the case may be, you know, baby mama drama. But um, all right, let's move on to other things. All right, so uh, friend of the show, uh, uh, Court Psyops uh, from the podcast Cinema Psyops. Who uh, one day, one day when <laughs> my Wi-Fi will be back, one day when he has, will be on the show. Even though, like, I've been on his show. Um, I guess he was not too pleased that I bashed George Romero the last episode because I said George Romero's a hack, and I said he's, you know, he stole from other Italian directors. Even though he's, I think he's Italian, but he's like American Italian. But he stole from like Italian Italian directors about zombies and that that. You know that why you gotta piss people off. Night of the Living Dead was sort of like (laughs) Night of the Living Dead was yes was a horror movie. It wasn't really supposed to be about zombies, but it sort Mm -hmm. of turned into zombies. Well, that being said, Court like literally has like George Romero tattoos on his body and stuff like that. So um, I know when I when I was talking shit about George Romero, I was waiting for Court to kind of say something about it. You know, and so what he's going to do if if we don't do a, a if we don't do a Skype with him, I think he's going to give his verbal rebuttal <laughs> his own argument uh, right. and he's going to record it and send it into us his, his rebuttal slash rant slash fuck you chris you don't know what the fuck you're talking about and hey i mean his podcast is all about talking about like horror movies so i mean i know i'm i i don't i don't consider myself a horror movie person you know i still i still think george romero is a hack but uh so 
That being said, um, sometime <laughs> soon, uh, Court is going uh, to he's going to record, I guess, record like a file and send it. So to you us. get yourself in trouble. So, this is what happens. No, I can have my opinion. We can be friends and have differences of opinion. And we're, we're but I mean, we're internet friends. But I have a bunch of fucking internet friends. A bunch of people who listen to the show are internet friends. People I've never meet. People that I probably will never meet in real life. Tsunami faithful. But, people but we can talk. Yeah, and I would. And, and let me tell you, one day, like I, I swear to God, one day when I have the money. Or whatever. Like I would, I want to travel like every fifty states. I want to go to every, and I would like to like visit people that I know online. Like mm-hmm. if I'm gonna go, like uh, you know, uh, we have a friend of the show, Tommy Bort, and 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 uh, once again, I don't know if I mentioned it in the last episode. He gave us a shout out on the Test Pattern podcast. Uh, but Tommy lives in Arkansas, if I'm not mistaken. Well, you know, if I like to go, you know, if I'm gonna go on a trip, fucking go. Go to Arkansas. Go visit Tommy. You, you need money first. Well, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, you need money. Yeah, I mean, you know, after after my after my my best selling book goes out and stuff like that, um, which we'll get to that. But just letting you know, my as, we'll get to that. Yeah, we'll get to that end of the podcast. But my audio book is yeah. available now on on YouTube. Uh, <laughs> shameless plug. Shameless plug. It's a hey, you know. Jesus Christ. All right. So uh, so that being so, I would like to visit. And 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 I believe Court lives out like a Wisconsin or something like that. Like I'd go visit him. I'd go, you know, go see the. You know, if I'm gonna go visit another state, might as well go visit someone who lives there and says, okay, look, this is the, like if someone came to Rochester, what are they gonna do? They're gonna go up and down Main Street. They'll see the fucking ghetto. Yeah, you know, they'll they'll, they'll, they'll what? They'll go to the well, Main Street no, Armory. No, 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 yeah. You know, they'll go to you know, uh, uh, where are they gonna go? Get a garbage plate from fucking uh, you know. Well, see the the problem the problem with Rochester, real quick, is that everything is on the outside of the city, and because of that, you know, a lot of people they'll go into the city and they'll be like, "Oh, this is a shithole," and they don't realize that a lot of like the the good bars, the the uh, the, the good stores, the, the malls. Of Paul Frascolo, don't necessarily. What are you talking about? Shut <laughs> well, up. I'm just saying is you know the city. I don't look. I mean, I mean, okay, wait, wait, wait. So it is getting better. I mean, like for example, RockCon is at the Rochester convention center so mm-hmm. when that that's out there that does really well um they're finally and I, and i didn't even know this there is um a building on main street uh i can't think of what the name of it was it was actually going to be part of um that one huge project that they used to have or it was going to be uh a better mcc place a better damon center what i would say uh that was going to revolve it was going to involve a performing arts center um some other things too. Uh, I think it. I think it also involved the bus terminal too, originally as well. Um, so they they had all that worked out, and then it failed, obviously. Mm. But then now, like right now, they're doing construction on the the uh, social security office is going to go in there. Mm-hmm. Um, some other things are going to go in there. And they're going to try to put retail on the bottom. But I didn't realize that like, that place hadn't been used for like twenty years. I'm like, holy shit! I'm like, oh my god. Oh, that building. Yeah, that yeah. yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. I'm like, what? I'm like, you could put like. Like with the Rochester Convention Center, like lit almost across the street, you could put like a couple bars in there or some restaurants, and it would really do well with uh, stuff that happens there, conventions and that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I mean, it's just I'm just saying, if someone came to Rochester with maybe go to Nick Tahoe's for a garbage plate, right? You know. Uh, oh, that's the first thing. Like <laughs> I, I was talking to uh, this was I didn't go to I didn't actually go to Torcon this last time, but I was talking to one of the voice actors, voice actresses from one of the series. And uh, one of the one of the other voice actors chimed in. Well, oh yeah, they got some good garbage plates. She's like, "What's a garbage plate?" I was like, "Oh, you'll find out." <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, "I'm scared." I'm like, "You should be." Nah. <laughs> That's the thing. Like, if I was, you know, I have internet friends and stuff like that, and and I would think, yeah. and and the same thing on on the flip side. If if 
if they were to ever come to Rochester. Like like Jody Schaefer. When Jody mm-hmm. Schaefer came to fucking Rochester, I said, hey, fucking <laughs> hit me up. And we went to the fucking, you know, I mean, he was ready. To, I told him to meet me at the comic book store. So that but, means, By the way, Jody, what, what the, you know, had you let me know that you were in Rochester, I would have told Chris to go fuck off and I would have taken you around. <laughs> yeah, but that's, I mean, stuff like that. Like if they, if yeah. they ever decide to come to upstate New York or let's just say Buffalo. I mean, not, no one's going to come to Rochester. <laughs> but if any if any of them if any of my internet buddies were to ever come to Buff- Buffalo for whatever reason, Buffalo seems to be a place where shit's going on. And some people, you know, if you lived in Cleveland, Buffalo's what a five six hour drive away or whatever. But if if there's something like that, I'd drive out to Buffalo and hang out with them. Or you know what I'm saying? So um, it's nice to have internet buddies, and I would go and hang out with them. And I would like to see all fifty states and drive to them all or whatever. Or at least you know, I can't drive to Hawaii. You got to go to Atlanta <laughs> once. Atlanta's an experience too. Yeah, but I mean, I think, but not for nothing. I think when I was a kid, I went to Atlanta, but mm-hmm. like I was too young to appreciate it. Yeah, but uh, so, and and here's the thing with Atlanta too that I like is that you can virtually get anywhere on their subway, mm-hmm. and it's just. It's wonderful. Mm-hmm. But uh, speaking of Rochester, I see that next well, thing on your so Speaking list. of Rochester, and here's something I, I mentioned a couple episodes back, and we were talking about it, and you being kind of the insider, um, well, if, for local people, for just for the uh, for everyone else outside of Rochester, there's a place called Movies 10, which was known for its uh, second-run movie theaters. Yes. You know, $2 movie theater. Now, I guess, it's coming back as the $3 movie theater. And when I say second-run, it means pretty much movies you can watch so, on DVD right now are available at the at the movies ten like right now the movies ten has come back and let me see, just give me two seconds because I had it up on the I had it up on the screen like on their website on right now and they had a soft open and, and according to the website next week is the the heart <laughs> heart open um, but they have the house with Amy Poehler and and Will Ferrell Will Ferrell Rough Night which is horrible fucking skip that shit the Mummy which I don't want to say it was horrible it wasn't that great uh, Megan Levy that's about the female soldier with the dog. Uh, Captain Underpants, Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Men Tell No Tales, a movie I'd never heard of, Everything, Everything, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, Boss Baby, and 47 Meters Down. Right. Now, for 40, like 47 Meters Down, I'll pay $3 to see that. Uh, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, yeah, I'll pay $3 to see that. Uh, the House, I'd pay $3 to see that. And now they've actually put in luxury seating. Now, that being said, you seem to not like this idea. Um, <laughs> so, okay, okay. All right, all right. So let me... I don't know if it's a personal or professional piece. Okay, so, so first of all, those of you that are on my Facebook profile and are watching this, well, this will be a fun experience because, some of, because you know, um, the, the, the current people that are running this are the, the owners of Pittsburgh Cinema, and I used to work for them. Uh, I've talked about them on the podcast. Uh, they're terrible. They don't know how to run movie theaters. However, it's the interesting thing about this that I find interesting about this is Dipson Theaters is somehow involved with these guys. Um, they're not naming it Dipson; they're naming it Movies Ten. They're leaving the name. And if you notice, 10. like if you notice at the website on there, Chris, uh-huh. on the top of the website it says Movies Ten. It doesn't say Zurich Cinemas. Yeah. Go all well, the way I mean, to the well, top. If I'm not mistaken, look. like the website, the website they kept the same website. No, no, no. This isn't the same website. This is. Um, this is actually, um, this is a, this isn't Cinemark. Cinemark had their own website for it. Oh. So this is this is brand new. So what I'm saying to oh. you, so this is this is what's going on. So somehow Dipson Theaters, which is a different, which is another independent uh, operation, mm-hmm. is partnered with these guys. Now they're they're not really. They're, I, I've messaged them, 
and they're still saying, oh, yeah, it's open, yeah, we're opening it, and uh, we're getting everything together, and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, so are you guys partnered with Zurich Cinemas? And they won't answer. Ah. So that means that they're partnered with, with Zurich Cinemas. Um, so basically what's going on is these guys are running the Movies 10. Mm-hmm. Ironically, I was actually because, you know, with my theater, you know, we're actually going through negotiations right now to get luxury seating, hopefully. Um, and that's, that's, I think I can talk about that. Just well, I guess, I mean, allegedly, and not to cut you off, but allegedly, wasn't it because they had, like, um, their air conditioning unit on the roof? So, and their, and uh, the roof well, oh, okay, so we'll go back to Movies 10. Issues? So, Movies 10, basically, what happened with that... Allegedly, I don't want to please, I don't... Well, no, 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 <laughs> this isn't allegedly. So, I, I had actually hired one of their employees. Mm-hmm. Um, what he told me was, the reason they left was, A, the owner of the building, because you got to understand something here. Cinemark didn't own the building. They rented it from somebody. They mm-hmm. built it. Um, that's a common thing that's happening these days. Because, see, what happens is um, the movie theaters are trying to convert to luxury seating because a lot more people like it. Mm-hmm. And they can charge more money, they can make more money, and whatnot, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Um, but what's, go- what, what's happened is... is um, they, um, like with Movies 10, for example, like, that's a privately owned corporation. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's not anything that's whatever. But, like, so, I'm trying to get my train of thought back here. That's what I was trying to do. So, I'm sorry. So, okay, wait, wait. So, so okay, let me explain this again. So, Cinemark. Cinemark owned, uh, well, didn't own, but they were the ones that ran Movies 10. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had a 20-year lease. That's common in the in the industry. Um, my theater actually had a 20-year lease, so hopefully we renew that lease. Um, but uh, the 20-year lease basically was coming up, mm-hmm. and the owner, they went to the owner and they said, "Look, we're not, we don't want to be in the second-run business anymore, because the way Cinemark set their their business up was is they had the first-run business, which first-run means when a movie comes out, it goes right into those theaters, and then second-run means that once the movie comes out of the first-run theaters, it goes into this theater. Mm-hmm. Okay." So, basically, what happened was, is they had two sides of business. They would actually had they actually had two different district managers coming into Rochester. Mm-hmm. It was the weirdest fucking thing I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. One for the first run, which was Tinseltown, mm-hmm. and one was for Movies Ten. Mm-hmm. So fucking weird. So fucking weird. I don't understand why that happened. But to get to my point, um, basically the reason why they didn't sign the lease was a it didn't they the the owner wouldn't lower the rent. Mm-hmm. B the place was going to hell because all the air conditioning units need to be replaced and he wouldn't replace them. Mm-hmm. And then C, you know, they don't need those. They didn't, they wanted to get out of the second run business anyways. Mm-hmm. So they said to him, look, if you don't lower our rent and you don't pay for stuff that needs to be fixed, we're out of here. Mm-hmm. And the guy refused. Mm-hmm. So in January, as we all know, they literally got this place. I'm talking about, and I'll explain that so people understand because some, some of you might have actually seen this on on uh, Craigslist too, um, people from that were still working at Movies Ten when it closed down, mm-hmm. and people from Tinseltown went over there, and they completely cleaned out the theater. They took the poster cases off the wall and the ones outside. They um, they took all the speakers out. They kept the good ones and they threw out the bad ones. Mm-hmm. Same thing with the seats. They kept the good seats and they threw out the bad ones. Um, they took the screens and threw out the bad screens. Mm-hmm. Um, so literally, when these guys went into Movies Ten. You got to picture this. It looks like a fucking warehouse. Picture this. It is gut from like from one side of the theater to the other. They don't have seats in these theaters. They don't have any any uh, sounds. They don't have any screens. 
That's why when you read the article, you sit here and you see, okay, so they have brand new screens, luxury seating, brand new sound system. Because <laughs> they needed it. Because they needed it. It was, it was that bad. Like, mm -hmm. I'm telling you, like, people don't even know this. I'm sure people that are working at Pittsburgh Cinema that were aware that Movie Cinema was going to open, mm -hmm. they don't even know about this. I found all this out. It was, it was such an interesting thing to hear. Um, so they put in all this stuff, and I'm guessing what ended up happening was is, is these, two, these two companies said, look, why don't we partner up? Let's open this theater. You're going to run it. We're just going to fund it, and we're going to take a piece of the action. But we're not going to put our name up. That's what I think is going on right now. Mm -hmm. I don't know that for sure. They're not confirming it with me, but since they're not talking to me about that, I'm going to say that they pretty much are doing that. Now, here's the shitty part. I was going to try and see, because I thought Dipson was going to be the one running it. I was like, okay, well, I was going to you know, put my application in and just, see, just kind of put a feeler out there. I wasn't going to necessarily join the other theater but you know mm -hmm. i wanted to see what they what they had what their benefits were and whatever now because you know zurich sent let me go at the other theater for no goddamn reason mm -hmm. like i probably can't apply there see what i'm saying like it's oh. pretty shitty mm -hmm. so you know it sucks but you know uh, my my advice to people is is do not work for these people i'm going to oh. tell you this right now do not work for these people they, I've heard that they changed. Right, right when I'm looking for a job. <laughs> well, uh, you know, <laughs> go on, go on. I'm good. I'm you good. know, and 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 I I don't like I don't harbor any ill will to them anymore. But they at the time they were they did not know how to run these movie theaters. Mm -hmm. Like they wanted when when they hired me as a GM, they wanted me. They were they were thinking of having like multiple managers run it or something. And I'm like, guys, this is a nineplex theater in Rochester, New York. You want three or four different managers running this place? Like, no. It's one manager runs the place, and everybody else listens to that one manager. Mm -hmm. You know? And then the, the managers below him can handle the employees. That's the way it works. Mm -hmm. You know? And, you know, Pittsford Cinema has its own issues. Um, I'm kind of... I haven't been there, so I, what I can say is I know it's run by a good guy. I talk to him from time to time. Um, the general manager, I should say. Mm -hmm. Um... I don't know if they've. I know they put luxury seating in there, but I don't know if they've done anything else other than the luxury seating. Mm -hmm. So if it's the same way and it still has the same shitty carpeting in the lobby and down the hallways, not in the theaters, because I think they re they may have replaced that. I'm not sure. Um, you know, it's you know, Zurich only goes in and does what he needs to. Like when he opens up a theater, like mm -hmm. Movies Ten, brand new, everything's wonderful, polished. You know, mm -hmm. after about ten years, it's like. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. So state of the art in 2017. It's, it's kind of like you know. I, I guess what what spoiled me was when I worked at Dunkin' Donuts. I found out what they do, and I think this is really nice, and I think everybody should follow this, no matter if it's a privately owned company or um, a corporation. Mm -hmm. Within 10 years, it's in the franchise agreement. Within 10 years, somebody that owns the franchise in Dunkin' Donuts, the one let's take the one in, in Rochester here. Mm -hmm. There's a couple different ones, but there's one person that owns the majority of the, of the Rochester market for Dunkin' Donuts, mm -hmm. um, they, they go to them and they're like, well, 10 years is up, you need to redo your store. And, you know, they can get some deferments a little bit and, you know, for whatever reasons. But eventually they have to get this place updated within a year or two. Yeah. It has to be updated and it has to look brand new. I, I, I really think that when theaters do this, like Pittsburgh Cinema, they should do that. And I feel like, yeah, okay, it's great that you put luxury seating in, but that's not updating your theater. Like, for our theater, you know, part of the problem is is that, 
and I'm not going to go too far into it because, you know, if somebody watches this from the company, then I get in trouble. You know, part of the problem with my theater is that they, you know, they want to put luxury seating in. But if the mall's not going to split the bill, so to speak, mm-hmm. you know, I might be out of job. So, you know, I'm hoping that that'll happen. I'm hoping that we're going to put in, like, I know we're putting in new carpeting, which mm-hmm. is nice. And it's kind of weird. It's just going to be in one one hallway. It's going to look really weird, but... Hey, it's new carpeting. I don't care. Yeah. Um. And you know, I, I really, I really do hope that they do that because when they do that, they go in and they gut the whole theater. They do. They change the walls out, dude. From when when this place used to be like super busy, where they were doing like they were doing like I, I guess like at one point they were doing like over seven thousand people mm-hmm. when they first opened or something, which is crazy to even think of. <laughs> this was before Tinseltown went in, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um. Like. You can see, like, people would splash soda on the walls. There's stains still there. Mm. We've tried everything to get rid of these stains, dude, and it's it doesn't come out. And, and that's that's the thing that I think people don't understand. Like, they'll go into a theater and be like, well, there's stains on the wall. You guys aren't doing anything about it. Oh, no, no, no. We've tried. <laughs> <laughs> We've tried to get the stains out. It's not going to work. The we have to get the place. fucking a bitch to get out. Oh, <laughs> uh, so, I mean, you know, for me, like, the Zurichs just, they don't know... They don't know how to run theaters. And for me, you know, when I was put into that situation, there were so many things that had to be done and so many things that, situations that came up that I'm sitting there going, what the hell did I inherit? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, and looking back on it, I was kind of happy because I wasn't seeing my kid as much. Um, mind you, this was six, seven years ago, I think, or something. I don't remember. Mm-hmm. Um but I'm very happy that I'm not in that situation anymore because I, I never got to see my kid. I never got to, you know, run the theater like I really wanted to because so many things were not happening. And also, like, I would try to do things, like, for example, get, like, something simple. Here's here's a simple thing you can do to make extra money. Every single theater movie theater you go to in the Rochester area has a 20-ounce water and a liter of water. Mm-hmm. Pittsburgh only had 20 liters of water. I'm like... Guys, I'm like, every single theater that you see here does this. They make money because they can upsell to this side. We need to do this. They said, no, 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 it's too expensive. <laughs> I know you're a privately owned situation, uh, theater corporation, but do what every other Rochester theater's doing. Mm-hmm. And I said to him, I was like, can we get an oven? Because I'm going to tell you right now, you get an oven, our profit's going to go up. Oh, no, 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 we can't do anything about that. I'm like, I'm sitting there, Chris, like, you know, I'm just sitting there going... Like, I don't understand. Like, do you want this place to be successful? Mm-hmm. Like, you're putting in digital... Pro- they, they were putting in digital projectors at that time when I was there. And I'm like, do you guys want to be successful? Or do you not want to be successful? Like, we need to be doing stuff. I even had to, like, for example, I ran out of a candy. And I had to go... And I don't, I don't mind going to Oswego, which is like an hour away, and getting mm-hmm. it from a different theater. Because they delivered to that theater. They wanted me to go get stuff. I asked, the, I asked the person, I was like, do you mind if I grab, like... Four or five cases of uh, milk duds because we're we're out of them and people are asking. Mm. And I did that, and I think that was one of the reasons why they fired me because they didn't like the fact that I was doing stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But you have to be proactive. You're a general manager. If you don't have anything of a product and people keep asking for it, mm-hmm. you gotta get it. You know. And I, I I repeatedly emailed them about this kind of stuff. And this is just an example of the shit I had to deal with. You know, maybe it's maybe it's it's. Soothing for me to yeah. talk about it right Podcast now. Podcast therapy. Um, Confessions of a theater but, manager. <laughs> like I'm sitting there, I'm sitting there going, like, what do you guys want me to do about this? Like, you can't. Like, I'm sitting there, literally emailing. I'm like, dude, I'm not gonna say his name. Dude, I need you. 
I need some milk duds. I'm getting customers asking me, oh, you can only take one case. That's 48 milk duds. I'll be through that in like a week and a half. Mm-hmm. Like, can you, can I have like two or three, can I have like four or five cases of this? Oh, no, you don't need to do that. And I talked to the former general manager and I said, um, yeah, I was like, have you ever done that where you've grabbed extra cases? He's like, yeah, I do it all the, I did it all the time. So I did it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, shortly after that, I did, they let me, they sent me through the door. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, uh, okay. So, you know, I, look, I, I'm not sitting here, you know, it, it is what it is. It happened. I don't really care anymore. Mm-hmm. And I'm a better manager where I'm at right now, you know. But I got to say, like, I just don't think, I mean, it, maybe, maybe Dipson's, going to have a, a say in this and maybe they'll be able to make it a better running theater because Movies 10 is going to be they're going to find out really quickly that they have to put a 17 and up policy in on Friday and Saturday night. I digress. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's it's going to be a learning process and they're not going to understand that. Mm-hmm. You know, and they're going to need somebody in there that can run that place. I don't want to go back there. I'm not going to go back and work for people because I won't get time off. I won't get um, the benefits that I have right now in my current job. And I probably, even though the pay will probably be better, it won't cover everything that I'm going to need to have done. So it doesn't make sense for me to worry about that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, but I just sucks that it's not an option. <laughs> like, I'm just like, I'm like, fuck. So now if, you know, if they don't sign a new lease, now I have to sit here and be like, okay, hopefully one of the other regals has a problem, has like an opening so I can go over there. Or hopefully they take some of the managers and I can be one of those managers and still be full time. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like, ugh. So... I hope it all works out. I'm, I'm just, you know, it's an interesting time. And from transitioning, I'm, we're way past the half hour mark, but uh, the half halfway mark. But uh, while it's still on topic, um, and I forgot, you know, the company better than I did because I don't, I don't. But basically, I saw, I've seen some articles this week about about a Netflix for movie theaters, a ten dollar a month, oh, all you so, can so, do, okay, but, so but once a day. Um, the fuck, movie pass. So it's called Movie Pass. Um, it's been around. Uh, this isn't they had they had one for Guardians of the Galaxy this summer, right? But that was no, like no, 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 no. So okay, so uh, let me move this so the cat can come on the desk. Uh-huh. Um, so it's let me think about this for a second. So basically, what happens is is you pay. I know that the current fee I think is thirty dollars a month, mm-hmm. and it allows you to watch as many movies as you want. I think you can only watch one a day, and you can only do one pass on it a day. Mm-hmm. And so uh, they basically, I think it's accepted at every single theater. Um, I know AMC has an investment in it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's um, it's actually, pre- if you go to watch a lot of movies, it's actually worth it. Because if you think about it, if you go and you see like five to ten movies a month, guess what? It's already paid. It's more than... yeah. You're seeing more movies than what you're paying for for the card. So what happened is, is this week they were like, okay, well, we're going to try to help the industry. So what we're going to do is we're going to charge $10. $10, yeah. Problem is, is AMC has a stake in this. So they went, no, no, no. within 24 hours, there was a lawsuit immediately on their desk. Oh, shit. No, you're not doing $10. And if you continue with this, we will sue you and we will take your money. So, um, yeah, it's, I don't know if it'll actually happen, but that will, I... The problem is, my I think what the problem is is that it's not it's not that prices aren't cheaper because even like on Tuesdays where we have a discount day, people are coming into the theater. We're doing about nine hundred to a thousand to like eleven twelve hundred people mm-hmm. on a on a on a Tuesday. 
the the problem is is that the movies are just crap. Yeah, that's I, that's I mean you, you that's that's what I you, that's right when I was okay. So like a couple months ago, <laughs> up until a month ago, I was working. And basically, I was going to see a theater like once a week. I was going to every Thursday, and I was catching whatever the new movie was. And and to be honest with you, it was sort of like, okay, and I went, and okay, and yeah, I did see Ghost in the Shell, and I did see Rough Night, and I did see, you know, and now these are movies that I kind of wanted to see, you know, uh, Baywatch, you know, but they weren't, you know, these weren't great movies. I mean, you know, I, you know. I went because I had, at the time, working, I had the disposable income to uh, do something like that. Uh, Weird. Yeah, it said three minutes to the end of the video. That was odd. Yeah. Um, unless what is Facebook limiting us to an hour. So if we do get cut off, um, sorry about that. All right, so that being said, like, you know, I would see movies that I kind of wanted to see. You know, of course, obviously the big ones, uh, you know. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Guardians of the Galaxy. Wonder Woman. Wonder Spider-Man. Woman. Yeah, Spider-Man. Those are all obviously movies that I'm going to go I'm gonna go run to go see. Um but, you know, there was movies that I really didn't care about. And I guess if, even if I did pay $30 a month, I, I didn't know about this past. If I was paying $30 a month, I would probably be saving money from what I'm paying as $11 well, every week. But but once again, like, okay, you, let's just say you pay this $30. Or even, let, and let's just say magically it's down to $10. Okay, there's maybe a, one good movie a week, a new release, or one thing that's, that I find worth. You know, then what are you going to do? You're going to go see other movies that you don't... I mean, don't me, I may find some... Like, when I mentioned about that about the movies 10, it was that movie Everything, Everything, or some shit like that. Yeah, no, that, <laughs> was, that was the main movie, but it was out of the theaters in two weeks. But I'm saying is that, you know, maybe maybe I'll go see Everything, Everything, and, and uh, yeah, Everything, Everything, and I'll love it. You know, I remember once... I mean, years ago, there was a movie California... Maybe me and you will just take. Maybe you and me will take an adventure to movies ten when it opens, and we'll do a little Recon. stranger vlog. <laughs> stranger vlog. Yeah, on it. But well, um, well, the quote, the, the quote unquote soft opening was this weekend, and the hard opening was. But was yeah, I mean, so basically the problem with the industry this year, and all the theaters are down. Even the ones that were doing three thousand people, like almost every single day, are not doing are doing half that business. Mm-hmm. The problem is, is these movies suck. And what I think it is, I don't think it's just because the movies suck. I think it's also because what's been going on, at least what I noticed this last year, was that during the wintertime, you would get a lot more people. Mm-hmm. Uh, when it gets cold, a lot more people come into the movie theater. And it was like, it seemed like it was just like the business, once summer hit, mm-hmm. it just took a shot down. It was just like, and right you would down think, And you would think it's the other way around. You would think, right. the you would think that the summer, like people, and here's the thing, the like it, it, was, it was raining a lot during the summer. Like it, it wasn't like it was, it was, we, we didn't have like, a, what on, was it called, drought. We didn't have a drought. Knock on wood, we've had a pretty fucking mild summer this summer. You know what I'm saying? Like we have, it, well, we've I mean, never the, the summer, gone over 95 this the, summer. The warm summer started probably mid, mid-June, which is late for usually us even, because mm. it usually starts towards the end of May. So... Right then is when it started to get really hot. And then, you know, it just, everybody was, you know, um, it just seemed like nobody was really going to the theaters this time. Mm -hmm. Now, there again, like, there was no, like, live-action Beauty and the Beast during the summer. There was no, like, Star Wars during the summer. There was no, like, you know, even even I want to, you know, look, yes, Guardians of the Galaxy did well, Wonder Woman did well, Spider-Man did well. But the problem is, is what happens is, is those movies after the first week just take a dive. Mm -hmm. And it's not because they're bad, it's because everybody's seen it in the first week. And that's it. Yeah. That's why you see movie theaters have like 50 different thousand times <laughs> for a show when it... Um, like literally every half an hour. Right, when it, when it like first comes out. So it's like, 
okay, that's great, that's wonderful, mm-hmm. whatever. But I'm gonna tell you this, like it, it's it, it's just you see that and that helps. But when it, that's the only movie doing stuff, like your movie theater's not doing anything. Like yeah. even right like right now we're trying to again I'm not gonna mention my company, but right now we're Hopefully I didn't mention the company. <laughs> if it did, you can edit that out. Um, even now, like, we're cutting back on, on people. Like, I'm not trying to hire too many people because the problem is, is I can't, I got to make sure that, oh, wow. did it do the limit I us? guess after an hour, it stopped. Oh, that's All right. Real. So the, for the people still listening to the podcast who haven't, who are not watching a live feed, I yeah. guess it killed it after an hour It's because it's been about an hour since we started yeah. recording. So, so getting back to what I was saying, so like, you know, it's just, it's, it's really hard right now for the industry. Granted, we have, um, Thor and Justice League are pretty much around the same time in November. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's a couple kids movies coming down the line too around there. And obviously Star Wars is coming in December. So there's a lot of, there's a lot of positive thoughts about the, um, coming up in the later part of the, of the movie season. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's been a really bad year. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of funny because all three of the big companies, Regal, 5% down. Cinemark, 5% down. AMC, 25% down. Oh, sure. You want to know why twenty? Why they're 25% down? Because their investors, first of all, China, the, some Chinese company bought AMC. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing. They invested a shitload of money of just converting all of their theaters, all of them, into luxury seating and whatever. Mm-hmm. It's backfiring. Like... If they're down 25%, you're probably going to see theaters start closing. Mm-hmm. The one out here, I don't see that one closing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it does well enough where people still talk about it. Like, oh, I'm going to go to the AMC out there because they have the luxury seat. And I sit there and I go, well, there's other theaters like that, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, it, it will be interesting to see how this, how the industry comes back. Hopefully, MoviePass can do some kind of cheaper deal where they can do stuff. I don't think it's going to help. Mm-hmm. I think that a lot more there might be more people that will be enticed to go to the movie theater, but it's not going to help. I mean, everybody that I talk to when I work at my mobile job, like my second job, which I'm trying to get rid of, by the way, I can't get rid of that until I know that we signed a new lease at my other job. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like it's kind of like okay, every time I talk to somebody, they're like, oh yeah, I got to go to my second job today. Nobody has time for the movies anymore. Yeah, fucking Trump is is and look, I'm not trying to be political. I'm really trying not to be political here. I actually want Donald Trump to be successful because if he's successful, we're successful as a country. But if I if there's a lot of people doing two jobs and they're only getting one day off, do you think they really want to be investing money in restaurants? No. That's why restaurants are failing. Do you think that they want to be investing in movie theaters? No. That's why movie theaters are failing. And mm. people will wait until that one movie comes out. Beauty and the Beast was a perfect, perfect example of that. Mm-hmm. You want to know why? Because people flooded the movie theater. We have two theaters that have 400 seats. One of those theaters sold out that <laughs> whole weekend. 400 seats. Well, not the whole weekend, but at least I think it was the 7 o'clock show. Mm-hmm. That's, you don't do that anymore. Yeah, so, yeah, no, you don't you do that anymore. Close capacity anymore. No, you don't do that anymore. And here's the thing. like, Yeah, Tinseltown has, has their luxury seating, but that really hasn't affected us. Even, even my company's kind of like, wow, that didn't really affect your theater. Because here's the thing. We were down, but so was Tinseltown. Mm-hmm. So was AMC. So was Pittsburgh. So was our theater out in Eastview. So was our theater in Henrietta. So was our uh, theater right here in Arundacoit. Mm-hmm. You know, it is what it is. It is what it is, man. Gotcha. You know, and that's the problem. Like, they sit there and they say consumer confidence is okay right now. 
It actually took a dive the last time they looked at it, the last month. It's probably going to continue to do a nosedive. Hmm. No wonder people are in AMC, or not AMC, or on Amazon. No wonder people are trying to find cheap solutions to do stuff. Yeah, on Netflix. And... I mean, think about this. When I first worked at the theater I'm working at now, we used to have free movies. Not dollar movies, free. Mm-hmm. People will not even pay a dollar to come see a movie that's out right now on Netflix or whatever. They won't even pay a dollar. And part of that dollar goes towards a charity. Think about that for a minute, Chris. Think <laughs> about that. Like, that, that, that should boggle your mind. Like, you can, you're, you're so, you don't have enough money that you can't even go pay a dollar to watch a movie. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, look, it is what it is right now, you know? And I know we gotta go to break, but, and we'll probably talk about Trump in the next break. Mm-hmm. But it's been a, it's been a, it's been an interesting, ju- interesting year. The so times far. are changing. Yeah. Alright, and with that, we'll be back with more dick and fart jokes. This episode of Two Strangers, One Podcast is brought to you by Comics Etc. 1115 East Main and North Goodman at the Hungerford Building, door number 8. Find out more information at comicsetc.biz or like them on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash comicsetc1. Did you ever see a film at such a young age it left you traumatized with cinematic wounds? Uh, necrophilia. Uh, uh, uh. It's a dead issue, man. Don't don't push it. Cinema PsyOps is a weekly podcast documenting an ongoing experiment on the mind of an unwilling test subject. No one should have to watch this movie. Oh, no one should have to watch this. No one should have to watch this movie. Surprisingly, it's not a topic that a lot of people really want to tackle. I'm shocked, crude. I know, really. Right? It's the next sexual frontier that no one wants to explore. I am, in the most sincerest of senses, disappointed in it. It takes a powerful goddess like Connie, jam her arm down the monster's throat and kill it. Oh, I'm still tripping out over that. Even as a kid, I was like, I gotta find a girl like that. Every week, I, I get a new look of disappointment that I never thought I could get it's out of here. unimaginable. At 12 years old, you should not be watching this movie. Obviously. At 13, you should not be. 14, you shouldn't be. I'm not entirely sure even 17-year-olds should be watching this movie. Just because you're offended by something doesn't mean that you have the right to demand that it doesn't exist. Watching this film again, I had all of this like little nerd glee with everything that kept Little history up. doll yeah, popping up absolutely. at you. So I totally loved this film. Hey, I know why you you know, couldn't see that. It's because your brain's warped from watching this shit at 12 years old. Yeah, this is this is a rough movie. I told you ahead of time when we were getting ready to do it that it was How did you watch movie. this shit at 12? Because physical wounds heal, cinematic ones don't. Listen to Cinema Psyops. Click and hit, enhancing the experience for all recreational smokers. Click and Hit is a one-handed portable vaporizer. This smoking pipe has a compact four-stage design, complete with a built-in, windproof, butane-refillable torch lighter. The large burn chamber holds your stash of legal herb or pipe tobacco. Click the button to ignite and inhale as usual. When you are done, put it back in your pocket for later. Smoke anytime with the touch of a button. No more carrying around grinders and tins. You can leave the pipe, rolling papers, and even your lighter at home. The Click and Hit cordless vaporizer is no bigger than a normal cigar, making it the world's smallest and most discreet vaporizer. It's perfect for use in small places or shared rooms. It's efficient, getting five to eight drawers from your packed chamber. It's affordable at just $19.95 each. Buy three and the shipping is free. Buy four and you get the fifth one free. Visit www.click-the-letter-n-hit.com. That's clickandhit.com. 
And now for listeners of Two Strangers One Podcast, you can use promo code STRANGERS and receive 10% off your purchase at clickandhit.com. That's promo code STRANGERS for 10% off your purchase. And we're back. All right, Paul. Wow, we went, <laughs> we went generally an hour. We went almost an hour that first half of the episode. Um, all right. So where where can we go? I mean, we could talk about, uh, we can talk about uh, current events if we want to. Uh, we could, we'll be we, another hour on. That'll be another hour. Um, well, I mean, let, let's just touch on it because we should touch on it just a little. Yeah, bit. That's what she said. Yeah. <laughs> um. So so fucking Nazis are marching the fucking streets. Fucking con- people with Confederate flags are marching the streets, and it blows my mind because I mean, don't get me wrong. I know you know these. A lot of people were upset when Obama was in office, just just for the fact that just for progress, people were just anti-progress or whatever. But these fucking cowards were hi- hiding in their fucking basements all these years because they didn't even have their their cloaks on. Either. Yeah, you. I mean, you see all these guys with Confederate flags, with fucking Nazi flags. Where did this shit come from? You know, this somebody is selling this shit. Someone, you know, they're they I mean, I'm pretty sure, and it's not too hard because I've I've been on eBay, and sometimes you go on eBay and you just look up some wild shit. Somebody somebody's selling Confederate flags. Yeah, that's the thing is making a shitload of money. Up too, up, and, up and you know. I think I think eBay and Amazon might have recent only recently in the past like two or three years stopped. But I'm saying is in the past eight years while Obama was in office or whatever, like you know these guys have been waiting, waiting for their fucking moment in the sun. Let me let me relate this a little bit to Rochester. There's a kid in NFL that was in uh, HFL, uh, Honey I Falls Lima, mm-hmm. or uh, Honey I Falls. I'm sorry, not Lima. Um, Which so is a suburb of Rochester. It, it, it's Sub suburb. No, no, it's it's. I mean, it, it, is it in the people Rochester who live area? in Honeywell Falls drive into Rochester to work. Right. So but, I mean, you know. But anyway, so those are people who say who what they oh they say oh I live in Rochester. And so like, oh, basically, oh I live in Honeywell Falls. This kid was caught red-handed in a picture, mm-hmm. and these people on the social media were like, "Fuck you, we're gonna find out who you are," mm-hmm. and they tracked him back here to Rochester. And I saw the. The reason I know this is because I actually read it. I read it, the newspaper article, the reporter that talked to him. Basically, what he said was, is he said that the reason he went down there was for, um, he, he was protesting the removal of whatever the statue was. Mm-hmm. Here's the problem with that. <laughs> Here's the problem with that. So there were a bunch of Nazis and white supremacists and that white nationalists, whatever you want to call them, in that crowd. They were chanting, fuck Jews, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, using Jew, the they, were, they were saying, well, they were chanting, Jews will not replace us. But yes. go on. Just like, um, what is it? It's not Jimmy Fallon. Um, one on it. Oh, um, Jimmy Kimmel. Mm-hmm. Jimmy Kimmel put it per, put it perfectly this way. He's like, I can understand that there's people that wanted to protest the removal of this statue, but the minute that you heard them start saying that those yeah. Nazi-like things, Jews will not when you, when that? you've left that crowd immediately, yeah, once you see people breaking out Nazi flags and Confederate flags, and and you know what is even like, and 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 look, I know we support it, but. Confederate flags, you know what? That's more common in the United States. You know, saying like, you know, yeah. okay, you know what? I mean, shit. We had a show, Dukes of Hazard, where fucking, you know, the car was called the General Lee, and they had a Confederate flag. And you know, if oh, I, I see some, if I see someone with a Confederate flag, my opinion of them drops automatically. But that being said, you could, I, I don't want to say give the Confederate flag a slide, but, that, but let's just say you did do that. Once you start seeing Nazi flags. Like that's 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 when I no, would that's not I would go oh it's, I mean I'm just yeah. saying is I'm I, I'm trying to be as open minded as I possibly can I see Confederate flags okay 
it's a statue, and I think it was a Confederate statue, as a matter of fact, that they wanted to take down. But that being said, okay, Confederate statue. Did you see Nazi flags and guys saluting and saying yeah. big hail and throwing their arms up like they're like a Nazi yeah, salute? And, and, it's time to break the fuck out. And, 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 and here's the other thing, too. Some of these guys were down there with assault rifles. It came to the point where the police actually had to run back to their run back to the police uh, station. station and get their body armor on because they were in fear that these guys were going to start a problem. They were going to start some problems, mm-hmm. and it caused some problems in there. That's what. That's why like a lot of these these reporters are so adamant, like on CNN and all these other places that were down there. Like that's why they were so adamant about it because they're like. How can you sit there and support these people? And yes, okay, so there were some people, what they call the left or Democrats or whatever you want to call them, Bernie Sanders supporters, whatever you want to call them, we're all lumped in and it's the same thing, that were on an extreme side and started fighting too. I get that. Look, yes, there is, there is, there is, as they were saying it on the, on the, on the news, um, a right, a, a extreme left, mm-hmm. but it's not as extreme as the Nazis. Mm-hmm. And, they were the ones that had the assault rifles. They were the ones down there, and they were trying to do start stuff. And for me, you know, and then we had, you know, they clear up all the protests and they clear up all the all that crap in the morning. And then there's, you know, pro nonviolent protests going on down the street. And then somebody gets somebody. All these people get run down by this car. Mm-hmm. Like, you know. And then you got a you got our president, and this is where we were going with this. I'm assuming, um, who sits there and says, well, both both parties are at fault. And everybody went one like this, and you can't obviously you can't see it because of the you camera's put your off. Head, you put your, head, put your in head, head in your hand. You're just like, what the fuck? And then two days later, he comes out and he says, he says there should be no Nazis. There should be. He says that the thing yeah, that you're hate supposed groups to say, like not like right. supremacist groups and Nazis. And then what was it? A day later or two days later, he sits there and he says the exact same thing he said the, on that Saturday. Oh well, it was both parties. Fuck you, people. And they were both at fault. And everybody in his party went like this. They went, <laughs> "What just happened? Yeah, what because, just because, happened?" Because I mean, let's be honest. He 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 can't speak out. Yeah, he said it in that statement. That statement was obviously scripted for him. Uh, he read it almost like a fucking robot. He can't go out against the KKK because the KKK are major supporters of him. You know, mm-hmm. even you know it, that was the joke back when um, when his when his election when his, when he was still like you know running. Yeah, are you gonna vote a, for are you gonna vote for Hillary or are you gonna vote for the the Nazis? Like it's yeah. like what do you like, want? You know, they said they said when the KKK and Russia and like some other person supports your your this this candidate is that the candidate you want to vote for? So it's so weird that you know even like David Duke you know notorious you know head of the ex. Grand Wizard well, or whatever the fuck they call it, or the the top guy in the KKK praises you on Twitter. I mean, there's a fucking problem, you know. Well, and and I think I think what's going to end up happening here, and I, and I, I I really do think it's going to it's starting to happen actually, is you're getting more people in both in well Democrats are obviously we're all like, uh, duh, you should have got rid of you shouldn't have voted him in the first place. Um, but you got you got Republican senators. And House of Representative people going, look, we need to figure out how to get this man out because this is terrible. Mm-hmm. Even and if you've noticed, and you got to be intelligent about this because here's the thing, I'm, I'm also I'm also paying attention to what Mike Pence is doing. You don't see Mike Pence too much, do you? Mm-hmm. You know why he's doing that? Because he's sitting there going, I'm not taking any fucking part of this. <laughs> I understand. He he said he said the one time he's like, well, the media is really hard on Trump, but that's as far as he's won. 
That's as far as he's went, and he's sitting there like, I'm not getting involved. He's in gearing this up shit. for 2020, baby. No, I don't. <laughs> I don't even think it's that. I think he's gearing up for the the fact that within, I don't know how long it's going to take for an impeachment hearing, but within within a year, mm-hmm. I think I think Trump is gone. This is the this is the turn. This is the point that we were all talking about when he got elected, when we said like, watch, he's not going to make it past a certain point. This is what we were talking about, and I, I just sit here and I go, how did this guy last so long? Like, how did this guy get elected? I understand that people were pissed off at Obama. I understand that white nationalists, like, came out in droves for him, which is sick in its own mind. Um, but you got this, <laughs> notice this has been, this is taking even longer than we wanted to, yeah. you know. But, you know, I think this is something that we have to talk about. You know, it's it just boggles my mind that people would sit there and go, you know what, he's better than Hillary. But Hillary is the best candidate that we've ever had run for office mm-hmm. you know and and it's like it's like people went no you know what fuck it i don't want the best thing that happened to me because here's the thing would she be talking the way that she that he's talking about korea no would he, she sit there and, and condemn the nazis yeah yeah Trump in a did. heartbeat that day heart. <laughs> that day she would be there that day she would have said guess what no no uh-uh get the national troops national guard down there mm-hmm. um so for me this is just like, you know, I've kind of, uh, you know, if you've noticed on Facebook, I've kind of like just, I've kind of backed off, like, mm-hmm. saying too much about Trump. But every once in a while I had something to say around this podcast. But I've really tried to just let him be the president let him do what he needs to do. After what he did the other day, I'm done. I want him out of the office. If that means I have to deal with Mike Pence for a couple years until the next election, that's fine with me. That is completely fine. Mike Pence is more of a cool-headed person and more, let me use the word, let me actually use the word, presidential mm-hmm. than Trump is, okay? Mike Pence would have came out and said, I condemn all these, all these Nazis and they need, to be, they need to be dealt with immediately, okay? Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So, and here's the other thing, too. Trump hasn't gotten anything done. You know why he didn't get, get health care done? Because two women on the Republican side who they never consulted about any, none of the Republicans consulted with the healthcare law about, and a guy that he that he kept pissing off, mm-hmm. that was a war hero, denied him healthcare. Mm-hmm. And you know why he did that? Because you know, you know, I, I bet you this is what he was doing. He was like, okay, I'll vote for this. I'll vote for this. This is normal to vote for. I'm not gonna sit here and, you know, I'm not gonna not vote for this because every president gets this. Mm-hmm. And then he came to this vote and he goes, so let me get this straight. The House is going to come to conference with us, but they may just put it on the floor and vote for it. And then he thinks to himself, wait a minute, even better. I can stick it to fucking Trump. I'm going to do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's what he did. He didn't even, they didn't even get to his vote yet. He went right up there and he goes, excuse me, excuse me. No. And went back <laughs> to his seat. I went, I went like this. I went, I like John McCain. And here's the thing, like, the reason why John McCain put it up, voted to put it into, um, what's the word that I'm looking for? Um, debate. Because mm-hmm. you have to put it up for debate first. Mm-hmm. And they debate and they say, well, we want this, we don't want this, we don't want this. And everything that came up was voted down anyways. Um, John McCain, one of the reasons he did that was because this would kill the vote. And it did. It killed the vote. And now what they're, what Republicans that are doing right now is they're actually talking to each other. And when they come back, the thought process is, is they will actually come up with a bipartisan bill. They don't know if the House will take it up. And they don't know if it does get past the House and they all agree and they make a bill finally. They don't know if Trump will sign it. So, but at least it looks like we're starting to see finally Congress see that they need to come together. Because John McCain made a very 
passionate speech, and I appreciate him doing that. I'm a Democrat, and I appreciate what John McCain was saying. Mm-hmm. We don't need to, it's like, the Congress, If I think the best way to see how it, sh- it used to work, um, I believe the series is called The West Wing, remember? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and it was with, um, oh God, who was the president? Who played the president? It was um, the father of... Martin Sheen. Martin Sheen. Mm-hmm. Yes, it was Martin Sheen. Um, basically what they would do, and they, and they took this kind of from what Clinton used to do, and it's the same thing that um, uh, Lyndon Johnson used to do. What he would do is he would say that he would bring people in and he would say, look, I need your vote on this bill. Mm. I was like, fuck you, I'm not going to vote on this bill. Mm-hmm. I was like, or they would say to him, well, I need this, and they would, you know, they would compromise and get stuff in. What he would do is he would sit them down and be like, okay, assistant, can you give me, can you give me um, the numbers? Can you give me the numbers of, the, of his district? Lays them on the table. I have a 64% approval rating. You have a 54% approval rating. I will not only back the candidate that's coming up for election in about a year, mm-hmm. but I will make sure that you get destroyed and you never get into this town again. Mm-hmm. So... You will either vote for this law, or I will take you out, mm. one way or the other. That's how they used to do it. But there's also there was also in the Congress they also used to be like, okay, well I want this, I want that, and that's why they they called it pork because some of these bills would have so much pork in them, yeah. meaning like projects for funding for projects in other states and everything yeah. that it cost a lot of money, and that was hurting, you know, our that was hurting the debt obviously. And I know I'm rambling on a little bit here, but there's a point. We're not doing that now. We're not we're not even attempting to try to work together. We're not even trying to attempt to even just add some pork to some of these bills, so to speak. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So what we need to do now, what, what we need to do is we need to come together. The Congress needs to come together and they need to do their job. Okay, even under President Obama, they were not doing their job. Mm-hmm. Whether they were being racist fucks or they were just... They just didn't like the man. They didn't want to do anything. Mm-hmm. It is what it is. Okay. Yeah. So hopefully we'll see some more stuff. Um, I don't know. Hopefully Trump gets thrown out of the office because I'm getting a little tired of it. <laughs> well, Trump being in office along with other biblical signs of the apocalypse, the eclipse happens <laughs> yeah. next week, which unfortunately us here in New York State will not be able to see the full the path of totality. Um, but, uh, you know, and everyone's freaking out and they're like, oh, it's, it's, they say what, there's an eclipse every 18 months. It's just different parts of the world that can see right. it. Uh, the, I think the, the America, North America hasn't seen it or the United States hasn't seen one in like 70 some odd years. Um, everyone's making a big deal about it. I mean, I'm, am I interested? Yeah, I'm interested. You know, we have like a, a museum by us. that's like a science center where they, they literally had like, they were selling these eclipse glasses. They look like like the cheap 3D glasses you buy and you get in a movie theater, and then uh, then they go and they had like six thousand and they ran out of six thousand. Um, well, and and then people were trying to come in come into the theater and ask. They were like, "Oh, do you guys got the eclipse glasses?" We're like, "No, <laughs> we're fucking movie because th- they look like they look like um, the the cheap the cheap uh, 3D glasses, not the good ones they made out of plastic. The old ones made out of you know they had the red and blue uh, tint on them. Uh, so we do have the eclipse next week. So. Um, you know, time to break out, you know, your candles and, and your chicken blood. And if you've got to make a sacrifice, uh, uh, to Monday will be the day to get it done. Um, I don't know. I'm, am I going to be, I'll probably go outside and try to look at it. No, you know, not, well, you're not supposed to look at it, but you know. Right. You know, and I wonder, you know, I don't know. 
they say, you know, you're not supposed to look at the sun, but, you know, you can look at the sun, especially right during the eclipse. But then again, <laughs> I say that now. Don't do what I say, you'll get, you'll die. Okay, let's get to the nerdy news, second half of the show. Um, okay, they just revealed, Disney has revealed that the last, uh, what I don't want to say last, of the projected uh, Star Wars movies that we had, you know, we had Rogue One, we have the upcoming Han Solo solo movie, and the third one was always sort of a, you know, grab bag. No one knew what the third one was going to be. Right. Well, I believe they've made the official announcement that the last uh, anthology movie, outside the usual saga uh, trilogy, is going to be the Obi-Wan solo movie. I, you know, obviously this is going to be some sort of prequel also. I mean, you got plenty of time to, to, to cover. I mean, he's on Tatooine after episode three, but, you know, uh, before episode four, um, there's plenty of time, you know, like 30 years goes by. You can tell his story. I mean, you could technically, like, have him before he meets, you could have him before he meets Anakin. You I mean, you could have, like, that would be, like, pre-prequel. Um, uh, and as they said, as of right now, Ewan McGregor has not officially signed. They said that. Um, but Ewan McGregor in the past has publicly stated that he is ready, willing, and able to do an Obi-Wan Kenobi movie. Right. And I think everyone, everyone can agree that of the prequel movies, Obi-Wan Kenobi was never an issue. No one ever said, oh, what a horrible... You know, they, people hated Anakin, people hated Jar Jar, people hated Padme. You know, all the main characters in that movie, you know, even the, you know, even, you know, even Palpatine, you know, was kind of like a, jo- a joke at, some, at one point. You know, nobody, nobody has anything bad to say about Ewan McGregor pay- playing Obi-Wan Kenobi. So if he comes back, or at least if he's in this movie... Um, to play like a young, I mean, and now that he's getting a little older, it wouldn't be too hard to age him up a bit, you know, to be like the closer to before we meet him in episode four. Um, I'm all for it. I kind of, I kind of hope, and and maybe we haven't seen it yet, but I want these anthology movies to kind of enhance the saga movies. Like I want us to find out somewhere that like the girl from Rogue One is you know, Ray's mother or something like that. You, you know what I'm saying? The, yeah. the, the, you know, and of course that's a rumor that went around. You know, if these anthology movies do stuff like that, I hope because on Rogue One, you know, they 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 had reshoots and and in my opinion, I wasn't a big fan of Rogue One. Um, you know, look, right? You know, Han Solo movie dead in the center of the movie. They fucking go and they, you know, they they hired. Um, uh, uh, what's his face? Uh, Opie Cunningham. Uh, <laughs> Opie Cunningham. Yeah, the, uh, the well, he played Opie and he played Richie Cunningham, uh, the director. I can't believe I forgot his name. Uh, the guy who played Richie me. Cunningham, Apollo Thirteen. Uh, um, why am I drawing a blank on his name? Yeah, I couldn't tell. Well, whatever that that gentleman. I call him Opie Cunningham because that's they called him that years ago. Um, he's directing. The Han Solo movie because they they oh boy Paul <laughs> you know because they got rid of they got rid of the brothers uh, the ones who did um, the ones who did Last Man on Earth and the Lego movie and stuff like that you know mid movie and so or should I say not mid movie like seventy five percent of the movie's done so Rogue One had issues the Han Solo movie is having issues and and maybe because of those issues they're having trouble vibing with the rest of the saga but um, that being said. I kind of hope these movies kind of give us a better idea. Because, okay, 
spoiler alert if you haven't seen it yet, you know, Han Solo dies in Episode 7. Well, maybe there's something that we see, because it's not just young Han Solo. We, it, it could give us the Han Solo between Episode 6 and Episode 7. There's a 30-year fucking gap there. You know, they could have, they can give us the story of what happens between Han Solo meeting Princess Leia. Yeah, I mean, not meeting, uh, marrying Princess Leia, having a kid with Princess Leia. You know, even if they just touch upon it, um... I mean, of course, obviously, it'd be kind of blasphemy to do it without Harrison Ford, but they, yeah. don't, they don't need Harrison... I mean, I hate to say it, but they don't need Harrison Ford. They got this young kid. You know, it doesn't have to be young Han Solo. It doesn't have to be Han Solo at, you know, 20-something years old. It can technically be Han Solo at 45 years old, in the middle of, you know, between the you know between Episode 6 and Episode 7. So I hope these movies... I hope that they haven't lost... But then again, that's just my opinion. I want them to be part of the, the greater uh, saga... Giving us little bits and pieces, stuff that would never get addressed in the, in the real saga, but can be addressed in the anthology movie. So, you know, and once again, Obi Wan, we can have a Boba Fett, um, we can have a Boba Fett cameo, we can have a Jabba the Hutt cameo because he's on Tatooine for Christ's sake. And then something I saw today, and this was on SciFi.com, SciFi S Y F I, the the SIFI, <laughs> the actual TV channel, that they're speculating that there may be a Jabba the Hutt movie. Which I don't know if that's going to happen, um, or a tales from you know there was a book called Tales from Jabba's Palace, but that was pre Disney extended universe. Um, but kind of maybe using that as a template where you can kind of you know you can have a lot of interesting stories that come out of Jabba's Palace that just involve all types of characters. Of course, the one being Boba Fett. I mean, if there's going to be a, if there's going to be a, a Jabba the Hutt movie, it's gonna there's going to be a lot of Boba Fett in it because people want a Boba Fett movie. So, but even once again, but once again, just even in the Obi-Wan movie, you can have Boba Fett and Jabba the Hutt because they were all on Tatooine uh, right before uh, the events of Episode 4. So I'm all excited about that. Now, that being said, um, I don't know if this is going to be... I'm going to speak spoilers for a second, so I don't know if you, uh, you want to come back in a couple minutes. Uh, episode 8 uh, spoilers. They're not spoilers, but they, re they revealed pictures of Snoke. And um, so... Uh, <clears throat> They kind of had a playset. They're getting ready for the playset because they're going to have like the Force Friday, like they did with Episode Seven, where they're going to release all the toys. Yeah. So there's a playset with Snoke in it. So we finally get to see Snoke. Now, spoiler alert: you may want to turn it off, to turn it off, fast forward the podcast about a minute or two. Here we go. The the Snoke. Okay, he's he's a little larger than the average human size because they have Snoke with one of like like an, like a stormtrooper or one the whatever their version the, you know the the new order's version of the imperial guard right and Snoke is like a good head taller than him so you know if you think the average you know the average stormtrooper is about 6 foot Snoke is going to be like 7 or 8 feet he's a, he's going to be a tall dude um he you know his complexion he looks like a a, a white human I mean, other than just being tall. I mean, obviously half his face is kind of caved in or whatever the case may be. So, uh, kind of spoiler alert, you know, we were all kind of wondering, wondering like, what's, you know, what Snoke is going to be because, you know, all we, all we saw him was in hologram form. Um, but according to the toy playset, he's going to be, he's taller than the average person. You know what I'm saying? If you take an average person and add another, you know, foot to that or whatever. So that's going to be interesting on how they can, how they do it. I mean, of course, it's going to, you know, people. I know people are probably trying to get their cosplay all up and ready. So if that's the case, um, you know, make you got to be tall. Um, and then they mentioned another toy set that they had mentioned. This was also part of a, a variety picture shoot. I guess there's going to be a whole planet that's a casino. <laughs> the way that um, the way that Coruscant was a, you know, Coruscant was a planet that was the whole planet was a city. 
and Star Wars loves this concept of plant, whole planets being <laughs> one thing. I think there's a planet that's going to be a whole planet that's a casino. So they're and they're going to visit that in um, episode. And that's not really like that's not like spoilers, spoilers, but that's just that's going to be interesting to see. You know, you know, not and it's going to be like the cantina scene. They're going to see all types of fucked up aliens and <laughs> shit like that, uh, gambling well, and stuff like that. Well, it's going to be interesting to see too because now the. Well, it's not the Rebel Alliance. It was the New Republic is going to be pretty much nothing at mm-hmm. this point. And the, the uh, what was it called? The First Order? The First Order, yeah. The First Order is pretty much going to be, the, well, it was already, like, just this small thing anyways. Mm-hmm. So, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. I, I, I'm still going to reiterate this. I really hope that Luke Skywalker doesn't die, but we'll see yeah. what happens. I think even if he was going to die after losing Princess Leia, I think they kind of said no. We <laughs> no. there's no way he can die. I think you know I, I had saw an interesting video about. I think when he says the Jedi Order has to end is that it's going to be the real balance of the Force, where there's no Jedi, there's no Sith, there's Force well, users. Yeah, she but, she says that in the trailer. She says, "I see the darkness, I see the light, and then I see the balance." Yeah. So there's. So she has to be a little. You have to be a little evil, a little good, <laughs> a little evil. Right. So pretty much what they're, what I think Luke is is saying is, is you can't have just a Jedi. You can't have just a Sith. You have to have a ba- a force of balanced, force wielding people, whatever that's going to be called, whether it be called the balance or whatever the hell you want to call yeah. it. You know. Yeah. You can't be one or the other. You can't be right. all the way good. You can't be all the way bad. Because and that doesn't mean that you can't have children. That means you can't. Doesn't mean that yeah. you can't have emotions. That means. Because look, you know? at, when you come, when you try to be all the way good, you're a Jedi. Yeah, but look what happens to the Jedi. Jedi got played. You try to be all the way bad. Well, then you're just a scumbag. <laughs> you know, you know, nothing's gonna get done if you're all the way bad. Well, the Jedi only... got played because they didn't realize. Because good is dumb. <laughs> no, I think they just didn't like. They shouldn't have taken to the stormtroopers like they did. Mm-hmm. And there was, there's actually a side. Remember, story. Remember, they didn't. That was. No, no, no. Palpatine playing them. There was a side story where there was a Jedi, and this was um, this was that story with um, Darth Vader's um, apprentice, Mm -hmm. um, the first one, the first video game. Where, and I don't know if that's canon still. That's not canon. It may not be canon anymore, but not canon. But what what happened in that was is there was this one Jedi who he was blind. And he actually, I don't know if he was blind before, I think he, he came, it happened after. Mm-hmm. Um, but he refused to have any stormtroopers. He would not have any stormtroopers as his force. That's why he lived. Because he was able to escape. Mm-hmm. But what ended up happening was, because I think they found him in like a, 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 a destroyed husk of one of those uh, clone trooper tri- ships from mm-hmm. the Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. And basically what had happened was, is, that's the reason he survived so long was because he was able to um, he was he was able to survive him and his crew because they weren't you know there was no stormtroopers so and but they you know eventually the empire hunted him down and maybe that isn't canon anymore but there again you know yeah, think about I, that for a second yeah I think the, the 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 name Last Jedi just goes down to you can't be an extreme and in this day and age that's almost kind of like a, a political statement you know what I'm saying. People that are extremists and stuff like that, you know, if you're one extreme, you're a terrorist, you're another extreme, you're, you know what I'm saying, you know, I'm just, you know, like, we're just talking about Nazis and fucking Confederates, I mean, you know, you can't be extreme one direction, because if you are, you're an asshole, you kind of have to be balanced. Right. Um, okay, so, alright, the new Rick and Morty, uh, lot, 
No, well, there was, okay, since, we have, since we've done that last episode, we did the Pickle Rick episode, but then the one we were just watching, uh, the most recent one as of the recording of this podcast, was where he meets the uh, Avengers or whatever that, not the Avengers, the... <laughs> the Avengers slash Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, their their version. Um, but one thing, I mean, first of all, there's that noob noob. And it's funny how, like, Rick and Morty, they're really good at, like, getting these characters that are on screen for two seconds and get everyone... Because Pickle... Okay, Pickle Rick was the whole episode. When you got people screaming, Pickle Rick! Then, like, you know, they had Mr. Poopy Butthole. You know? Yeah. It's like in one episode. And now you got Noob Noob. noob. And Noob Noob... Now, not for another... For a split second, I thought Noob Noob was Mr. Poopy Butthole, except that his eye was, like... <laughs> you know, they kind of gave him, like... Yeah, a, you're talking about the, 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 the guy that eye. they went during that, um... That one episode where they had... Um, what was it? Where they had all those aliens, like, come into the form. Come, they were like a virus. Yeah. And they kept, brain. like, taking their dream stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and so, then they shot him. <laughs> and they shot him, yeah, Mr. Poopy Butthole. And it's sort of like, you know, when I see, when I, I thought Mr. Poopy Butthole and Noob Noob were the same person. That's what but, I thought. But too. Noob Noob had, like, one eye kind of sagging down, like, like, sloth from Goonies. Like, obviously he's supposed to be some sort of, like, physically challenged mentally disabled sort of you know it's fucked up to say but it's but um so uh so once again now noob noob is thing now at the end of the episode they had a cameo by logic you know and you know uh for those of you who follow the podcast you know i did an interview with steve bloom and logic which as of the time of this recording has fourteen thousand views which you know go me uh and of course Uh no (laughs) no one's watching that because Uh of me well, no, but I'm, I'm just saying, hey, you needed someone to do it, and I did it. Um, but uh, I thought that was cool to see that Logic. It's one of our most viewed videos, mind you. Logic is getting love on, 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 on Rick and Morty. That's fucking awesome. Well, there's been, a, like, um, Susan Sarandon was that was the last episode. And it's, nice, it's nice to see, like, all these people, like, starting to show up. I would love I would love for them to bring, like, Steve Bloom in as a, as a character for one episode. Yeah. They don't, they don't usually... It, it's kind of weird because... You don't see like these big name, uh, especially anime voice actors, show up in some of these shows, and I would love for some of these people to show up because I think I think they would, you know, make the make it even better. Mm-hmm. Like even even a freaking Morty. I mean, come on, come on. There, there's no reason. There's no way that you can't do a fucking goddamn tsunami reference. You're on Adult Swim, okay? Yeah. Fuck you, do a tsunami fucking reference. Oh look, Morty! Look, there's a ship yeah, over there. Yeah, Morty. Uh, this isn't one of your uh, anime uh, jerk-off sessions. <laughs> this isn't one of your waifu. Uh, no, he'd probably come on to Tom Shippey and be like, "Yeah, so uh, are you guys getting it on?" <laughs> like a like, I mean, you know, you know, you can have a parody of like, you know, shit from like uh, Cowboy Bebop or shit from um, Space Dandy or something like that. Uh, Speaking of Casino Planet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And, um, alright, so we usually record on Mondays, but for the past couple of Mondays, since Paul's been fucking flaking on me, now, <laughs> I've been catching this show, Midnight Texas, uh, which is on NBC, and that's to give uh, people the <laughs> counter counter programming to us, but uh, I've been watching the show, Midnight Texas, from the same chick that did um, True Blood, but now it's on NBC. It's been pretty good, actually. And it's funny because I, I recommended the show on Facebook, and once you know, the next day, the next episode that they gave was not that great. And it's not that it wasn't great; it was just the first couple episodes were really good, and this episode was sort of obviously like a filler episode. Um, on Netflix, I finally got to catch the the finishing. I, I finally watched the whole season of Glow. 
Not that I have Netflix, but there's ways to watch Netflix outside of Netflix. <laughs> but I watched a Glow. I was really fucking into it. I mean, if you like Orange is the New Black, you'll like Glow because it's from the same producers. Um, it's kind of... I just want to find... I just want to point out that, like, I watched Glow growing up, and I'm like... Because they have all these characters that aren't on... That weren't on the show. There was a character called Machu Picchu, not on the show. There was a character called Melrose, not on the show. There was a character... You know, so... Um, I came across this article, and it was in Spanish, but it was the only article I was able to find online where they kind of found the real wrestlers that those girls were based on. So they kind of they kind of just used the intellectual property of using Glow as 80s wrestling, but they kind of had characters. Like the Machu Picchu character was obviously, there was a character named Mount Fiji, who was a woman, or she was Samoan or whatever, and she was a big, heavyset woman, you know, real tall. Uh, Melrose was based on, there was these two characters that were basically like prostitutes called Hollywood and Vine. You know, she looked more like the Vine character. Um, you know, there was a character, you know, the, the main character of Glow becomes like this Russian stereotype. And the whole thing of the show is that they just do these outrageous fucking stereotypes. You know, the black woman is the welfare queen. Uh, you know, one girl, she's doing a Russian accent. She's like, you know, in communist Russia, you know, American pigs, you know. And so... Uh, I really like the show. I mean, it's kind of it's it's interesting how they have a show that is based on something that really happened. But I guess just for legal reasons, so they don't have to pay anybody any money, they kind of just base characters kind of around them without using their names or anything like that. But um, as for a show in and of itself, it's pretty good. Fucking Mark Maron, I'm so jealous of him because obviously Mark Maron has a very popular podcast. And but his character in the show, he plays like a scumbag, and like it's such an interesting and fun character. And you know, and I'm a scumbag in real life, so I'm sort of like I'm yes, you are. yes, you <laughs> and are. And I'm sort of you know I'm sort of like jealous. Like I could be that kind of scumbag, um, but uh, no one's gonna give me any. Uh, you know, why doesn't anyone um, let me be a scumbag like that? Um, okay, a couple more things. You uh, heard it, people. You heard it. <laughs> so last episode, I was mentioning the Jay and Silent Bob. Um, Jay and Silent Bob cosplay Guinness Book of World Records. They asked... All they needed was 250 pairs to show up to be Jay and Silent Bob. Um, there were people who showed up who weren't dressed to be it, but of course, I didn't realize... And, and it's funny, like, I love Kevin Smith, but it's, he's also a businessman, let's be real here. So they were selling, and this Halloween they'll be available, Jay and Silent Bob costumes. Like there's a company, Halloween Costumes. Yeah. So for the people that showed up that didn't qualify... They're like, hey, you could go and buy this Jay and Silent Bob costume, you know, 50 bucks a pop or 40 bucks a pop or whatever. So um, was he a smart businessman? Yeah. You know, you got all these people to come to his comic book shop. Like, you know, once again, uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a Jay and Silent Bob fan. I've been to the comic book store twice so far in my life. You know, of course, you're going to go there. You're going to spend money. You're going to buy Kevin mm-hmm. Smith stuff. Um, so uh, they did break the record by eight because I guess the Guinness Book of World Records, people told them they need it. They need 250 people at least. They got 200, 250 pairs. So they got 258 pairs of people dressed up like Jay and Silent Bob. So they did officially break the record. Um, if I was working and if I had money, I would have went down to <laughs> Jersey for that. Um, what else? Uh, the last movie I saw at your theater, The Dark Tower, and I was so disappointed by that movie. I mean, it's not a bad movie. And if you've never read a Dark Tower book, don't worry, because this movie has nothing to do with the books. I mean, other than the names of the characters and they're kind of like their roles, you know. Now, if these books are supposed to take place after the, if this movie is supposed to take place after the books, and it's not really a spoiler alert, the last book ends where the first book begins. Right. The whole the whole series is supposed to go into a cycle. 
so it's okay if you have a character named Jake Chambers because he doesn't he doesn't know the gunslinger because in the movie he's a little kid and in the gunslinger played by um what's his face uh, Idris Elba um, you know the, when he meets him because Jake Chambers is a character in the books he's a character in all the books and once again you can't do the Dark Tower justice you would have to make it in the best way I could put it it has to be a Game of Thrones like show it has to be a show that goes on. Right now, there's seven books in the Dark Tower trilogy. It would have to be seven seasons long, and you would have to have each episode go a couple of episodes. You know, can't, each season, each book would have to go a couple of episodes because you can't fit all that in one. And I, I mean, the movie was kind of, you know, and it was like references to other movies. Those references to like Carrie and and it and and 1408 and you know. It, it was a good attempt, but, you know, it just failed fucking miserably. And it's, it's sad that, I mean, maybe, hopefully there's people who just from the movie existing will go out and actually read the books and kind of get interested. But, you know, and I think one of the major things is that in the very beginning of The Dark Tower, the gunslinger loses his first two fingers. Right. He's fighting a giant lobster. <laughs> a giant, what they call a lobstrosity. He's fighting a lobstrosity, and it uses its claws, and it breaks off his first two fingers. Well, he's a gunslinger. He's supposed to use his first, he uses his fingers to shoot a gun. He doesn't have his fingers anymore, and that's sort of like, you know, and it's about, you know, it's about, like, it's about castration. It's about a man, it's like about a man losing his dick, you know, the same way, you know, yeah. if you're a gunslinger and you lose your fingers, it's like a man being castrated, losing his dick. You know, that's the whole point. It's like this character who could be very powerful, but has been taken of his power. And they spend seven books about, you know, and it's all, and the movies get fucking, the movies get batshit crazy, the books get batshit crazy. There's a part where they're fighting at the Emerald City from Wizard of Oz, where there's Doctor Doom robots and fucking the flying snitches from the Harry Potter movies in one scene. You know what I'm saying? It's ridiculous. And of course, you know, stuff like that is going to be hard to fucking show in, um, it's going to be hard to show, you know, without kind of, you can't have Doctor Doom because they have to pay... Warner Brothers a couple bucks, and you know you can't have Wizard of Oz. You have to pay whoever owns Wizard of Oz a couple bucks. But you know they could, uh, you know, some of like uh, like uh, what call it? Like in the Ready Player One trailer, there's the Iron Giant. Well, because in the original book, Ready Player One, it was supposed to be Ultraman from the you know 60s and 70s Japanese whatever Ultraman. But instead of using all that money, you know Steven Spielberg makes a couple calls. Boom! Now they can use the Iron Giant. So that would be the same thing with the Dark Tower books. So once again, the movie, it's not a bad movie. I was just expecting so much more. And like, I mean, you would think something as crazy as the guy is supposed to only have eight fingers. You would think they would somehow incorporate that into the movie. But then again, you know, you can't, I don't know. So so there's that. Um, lastly. And lastly, finally, there is, I've finally, after years, people have listened to this podcast for five years and I always say, my second book is coming, my second book is coming, it's in, it's in the Kevin Smith ad. Well, my second book is finally here, and you can find it on YouTube. Just go on YouTube, search for Odd I-C-O-D-D, the, number, the letter I, S-E-E, A Tale from the Road, um, audiobook. And uh, I, put them in, I put it in a playlist. Um, all together, it's five hours, five, five plus hours of, of content. It's a pro, I use the program that reads the text to you. Um, I made music for each. So it's kind of like this weird, kind of funky, noisy, bleepy, bloppy kind of stuff. But I made like original songs for. I, I wanted to say I use. I made a song for each track, but I actually I fucked up and I lost track. And so I do repeat <laughs> the same track like two or three times. My favorite one is I have a track called Melania's Nipples. 
<laughs> but that's just a name. Sometimes you know you try to think. I, I, I'm, when you're I'm trying have to ask you that question often. When you're trying to name a song, you know you just whatever pops into your head. So, uh, right. So the track that I use twice is called Melania's Nipples, and there's another one. I I think the other one is called For Whom the Bells Toll, um, but it's spelled all retarded or fucked up. Excuse me. Um, so once again, um, if you want to hear, if you know, if you for obviously. I know when my when my first book gets bought because I get an email every time uh, my first book gets bought. Um, if you don't want to pay anything, you can listen for free to my second book, Odd I See a Tale from the Road. Uh, do keep in mind that it is the first draft, so it's going to have grammar errors, it's going to have spelling errors, um, you know, because uh, it's what I had, and I wanted to just get it out there. It's been sitting on my hard drive for ten years, so at least you know, um, if I die tomorrow. At least my <laughs> my two books are out there, um, uh, so check it out once again. Odd I C, a tale from the road. O D D I S E E, like the Odyssey, like Homer's Odyssey. Um, and once again, I can't tell you to click on the videos. I can't tell you to like. I can't. I can't tell you to click, click like. I can't tell you to click on the ads and like the ads and like the video and subscribe or whatever. But if you do, it greatly appreciate it. Be well, very basically, helpful. you got to share the book because then people will actually. The more people that watch it, the more money he'll make. Yeah, yeah. So share it. Once again, you know, you don't have to give me a dime. Just take two seconds to share. It. Hey, my viewers, my friend, he wrote a book. You can listen to it. Here it goes. Um, and if you listen to podcasts, for Christ's sake, I mean, you could listen to an audiobook. All right. Nah, so, fuck that shit. All right. So I think it's time we wrap it up. That's what, That's she, what said. she said. Please visit two strangers one podcast where you can find all things show related. Um, I haven't watched. Well, I realized I haven't put a. I haven't. I got a. Put all those links to the book on it. Um, okay, so here we go. You can uh, find links to our iTunes page. If you have an iPhone, an iPad, or iPod, um, you can find our our most current episodes, our last 21-some-odd episodes on iTunes. Um, so you can find the links there, or you can just go on iTunes and search for Two Strangers, One Podcast. If you don't have an iPhone, or iPad, or iPod, and you're on Stitcher, you can download us on the if you don't have, you could download. If you have an Android device, you could download us on the Stitcher app. That's S T I T C H E R, the Stitcher app. Uh, you know, Mark Marin, as I who I mentioned earlier, Kevin Smith, who I mentioned earlier, Chris Hardwick, all the top podcasts, and of course Paul's other baby, the Tanami Faithful podcast. I'll do the whole Randy Orton stand. Are <laughs> are all available on Stitcher? What I do is um, I have the listen later option and available on, offline option. So when you're in a Wi-Fi spot like I am right now. I could get all. The, I could get all my uh, podcasts loaded up on my phone and when I'm out and about and taking care of things um, I'm not killing my battery and I'm not killing my data and listen to my podcast that way on the Stitcher app S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R subscribe to us there um, and uh, our main hosting site is uh, ah. <laughs> our main hosting site is SoundCloud uh, which uh, reminds me that yeah SoundCloud uh, you can you could download the SoundCloud app by the way, all the problems with whatever SoundCloud was going through are pretty much done. So hopefully, we don't have to worry about anything going on there. Yeah. So you could you could both uh, podcasts. If, if you have SoundCloud and that's for Stitcher and Android, I mean that's for Apple and Android devices, you can download us on that or, or listen to us on that, subscribe to us on that. Um, and of course, you know SoundCloud. I mean, there's just a billion different things. It's, you know, it's not just podcasts; it's music and news and so on and so forth. Are you fucking kidding me? And the air decides to kick on now. Um, it's not the air. It's oh, that's the water. the water. Oh, okay. So that being said, um, 
you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash two strangers one podcast, all spelled out, two strangers one podcast. Uh, you can uh, like us and subscribe. Once again, we want your money. We need your money. Look, we're giving you all these free options. Uh, but what you can do is just take two seconds to share and like this episode or share and like our page on your page. Let your friends know about us and what's going on. Um, if you want to write us, like Oscar usually does, but he hasn't recently, you can write us at two strangers one podcast at gmail.com. Once again, that's all spelled out, two strangers one podcast at gmail.com. And you can do exactly what he does. Call me a fat piece of shit. Call me a low-life loser who keeps getting fired. Say that, uh, you know, uh, I'm a scumbag, well, like, low-life sure, like piece, piece of shit, garbage. balding, uh, whatever. Because you could do that you and write to us. Yeah, my beard looks like a fucking uh, squirrel died in my mouth. Um, you can write all that to us at two strangers one podcast at gmail.com. Or you can write and you can insult Paul. How about that? That would be more fun, insulting Paul. Um, <laughs> uh, you can follow us on Twitter, and that's at Stranger Podcast. Uh, I don't really do much on Twitter, but if you wanted to, you could follow us there. When a new episode gets released, I believe Twitter lets you know. And follow our Stranger Vlogs uh, while you're on YouTube. And looking up Odd IC, you could also look, follow our Stranger Vlogs. That's the other playlist on our channel. Uh, I'm only up to like 30, but uh, I want to do more, but i just, uh, you know, just busy with life and everything like that. So I can't think of anything more, sir. I acquiesce the floor to you. All right, well, you can find me on Twitter at Paul Pascrillo. You can uh, email me. It's paulpascrillo at tsunamifaithful.com. Uh, you can ask me questions, ask.fm slash paulpascrillo. And, of course, if you want to look at some other stuff, you can go to instagram.com slash paulpascrillo as well. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's about it. All right, so we certainly, guys, we certainly hope you guys enjoyed listening, as much fun as we did recording. Thank you for listening to Two Strangers, One Podcast. I'm Chris. I'm Paul. Don't be a stranger. Peace. We're out. Bye. Yo, shut me fapping. Total eclipse of the heart. Here we go, man. Go ahead. You want to read Double Jackpot. What is it? It is a self-published book by Christopher Cologne. Chris Cologne? Smells good to me. (laughs) (laughs) Look at her. That broke that fucking cold little exterior. He's like, hee hee hee. But it is spelled C-O-L-O-N. I'm punny. But... (laughs) (laughs) Double Jackpot is a book about a comic book artist, Eric, who is in a loveless relationship with a materialistic Lynette. I feel you, Eric. Oh, Fucking, are you sure I didn't write this? Uh, I, I, sounds hauntingly familiar. He starts cheating on his girlfriend with a more creatively, sorry, creatively supportive woman, Nadia. Well, I, I gotta meet her. Where's the Nadia? There's your summer girlfriend. Summer Nadia! Is Nadia. Nadia? Yeah, I think Nadia's spelled with an A. Alright. Both Lynette and, uh, Nadia. Play the double jackpot, the largest payout in lotto history, much like the recent Powerball. Both girls play his birth date as the winning re- as the winning numbers. Eric is now stuck between two of the country's richest women. Who will he choose? It's not that simple. This is a clever fucking idea, yeah, man. Is. Look at her, fucking. She's impressed. I am. Summer. She got some summer reading. Uh, Christopher uh-huh. Cologne smells real lovely with an original idea. Is this? I've never heard this before. I haven't either. 
This is a self-published book, much in the indie spirit as Kev's Clerks. Oh, you don't even need to name check me. It's just a good idea. You could stand on your own, man. You don't even have to be like, hey, remember Clerks? This is nothing like that. <laughs> this is way more original than Clerks. This is a good idea, man. Why didn't I think of this? I need something to read. This book is part of the Comic Books Heavy Metal Video Games Trilogy Book 2. Odd I See, A Tale from the Road, coming soon. Right on, man. It's part of a trilogy. This is the first part. Way to write, man. He's seeking a literary agent. Motherfuckers, anybody out there? There ain't no literary agents listening to this show, I assure you, sure. Sure. I assure you, sure. But somebody know a literary agent? Hook a motherfucker up! Chris Cologne come up with an original idea. I should tell Raskin. That's a good fucking idea, to be so honest too. with you. That's a fucking rom-com right there. Megan, get Raskin on the phone. <laughs> Isn't it possible to get Raskin on the phone? No? Yeah. I want to run it past him, man. I want to, And if it happens, I get a taste, Chris Cologne. I get a, a whiff, if you will. The book could also be ordered on www.com. L-U-L-U dot com. That's Lulu dot com. I understand that. I just want to spell it out. <laughs> <laughs> Normally one says it, that spells it. Still, Lulu dot com. What is that? Do you know what it is? I don't know. All right. The book could also be ordered on www dot Lulu dot com. Search for Double Jackpot Christopher Cologne. A paperback version of the book is $15 and a PDF file is only five bucks. Five dollars yeah. is insanely inexpensive. Fifteen is not even that bad for a hard, for a paperback version. No. This is a million dollar idea right here. Like a, a fucking a movie about a dude who fucking is stuck between two chicks, both of who play his birthday and win the lottery. Come on! Come, I, like I can it. see that trailer. Chris Cologne is on to something. Nobody else can smell it but me. I'll read it. Thank you. I'm going to make that smelly joke. I all. know. You're trying to get me to laugh again. It worked once. <laughs> Double Jackpot is a self-published book by Chris Cologne, man. It's the first book in his comic books, heavy metal, video games trilogy. Book two, Odd I See, A Tale from the Road, should be coming out soon. Get all the information. Chris Cologne, like a motherfucker. I and will his totally book, read this. Double Jackpot. I'm serious. I'm going to recommend that to fucking Raskin. That's, how is that not a movie? You know what I'm saying? This could be a sexy movie. You could do an R-rated version. There could be nudie in it. And you could sell them fucking both chicks. Maybe a little penetration. Maybe a butthole shot. No butthole, no care. I would like to formally apologize to Christopher Cologne. Right no, now, sex sells. <laughs> Chris Cologne will appreciate that. He's like, thanks for throwing a few buttholes in there, man. Don't forget to check out twostrangersonepodcast.net, your one-stop resource for everything show-related. You can find links to subscribe to us on iTunes or on Stitcher. You could also find links to buy my book, Double Jackpot, on twostrangersonepodcast.net. Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, you're cool, and fuck you, I'm out.